Yes, yes. Once again, back is the incredible Rom Adam. The uncannable <laughs> number one. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Stakes is High, the Black Nerd Podcast. Episode 13. I did write episode 30 on my notes. Yeah, because you just supported numbers. Like, I guess. Yes. Oh, numbers. Just, are we just doing the? We're not doing the unlucky thirteen bullshit. You just numbers. I, you just stopped counting. I did. Stop. Okay. Well, in our show notes, I saw there was there was like notes there from before the other the last episode we did. Yeah. So I was like, well, I don't know how many we've done. So <laughs> shit, I'm just gonna go to thirty because we. Yeah, I can swear we've done lots and lots and lots of episodes, <laughs> given all the times iTunes took us down, and we put ourselves back up and they took us we, down again. Because <laughs> iTunes can't stop. Right. Can't stop, won't stop. But right. we, but we, we remain. We're like the force of nature in this. Bitch. In fact, we are force of nature. That's us. Yo, market for- correction <laughs> on wax. Right. So I'm the force of nature, known as Troy Hunter, aka at Tall Black Guy on all the social medias. Ill Gates up in your area. Master. I am the Fire NATO, known as that Fire NATO. It's a thing. Like oh. when fire becomes a tornado, it's a Fire NATO. I, yeah, I get it. I, compound, Known as compound verbs, compound nouns. Terry Gant, aka Doc Midnight, all up in your area. Is there mass hysteria though? No, there's less than mass hysteria. Le- okay, less than. Less than. Right at the moment, less than mass. Hysteria. Okay, but is there? I am halfway through this bottle of Maker's Mark. <laughs> By the time I'm at the bottom of the bottle of Maker's Mark, mass. Mass. Dot hysteria. Boom. I'm with it. I'm with it. Let's get back. Let's get into it, though. We got we got we got topics and things because last did. episode we did not actually write anything down and we all just kind of riffed it. We did, <laughs> but now this time written down. this time we're prepared. We are in fact. We have things written down. We just we, and we'll talk about them in whatever the hell order. But yeah, we we gonna, we got things. In fact. All right. Well, let's let's, let's Schwarz, this look different than my list for some reason. Yes, it does because I think I printed mine out later because I added notes. Oh, all right. Bet. So there will be surprises. Boom. I'm here. You know, not mass hysteria. Mass surprise. Mass surprise. All right. Mass dot right. surprise. All right. Well, let's start off with the. All right. All right let's start off with black. Let's start with do the comic shit. So, all right. Black Panther number two. Because when the last time we recorded, I you know Tana Hesse Coates' Black Panther number one had come out. Right. And I was talking about my sort of uh, guarded optimism. Right. Very that guarded. First issue because there was a lot of fucking talking <laughs> and people sneaking up and surprising Black Panther and things going on in his area that he didn't know shit about, which is not Black Panther to me. Right. 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 Okay. Well. As the second issue has already hit stands and sold through and now has gone to second printings and all that. So mm-hmm. lots of people do have the second issue. Right. My feeling is a little better about the second issue. Okay. Because the second issue felt like it had a little more space. Okay. Just a little more space. There's still like, you know, now some of the people from the first issue who appeared to be all up and involved in shit that you didn't necessarily, that I didn't necessarily really care about, right? Now seem to have a little more, there's a little, they're a little more interesting to me. Okay. Come issue number two. Okay. Right? So I can already see, like I've, I've just seen in interviews that Coates has kind of come around to comments are a little different than right, oh, yeah. regular writing oh, yeah. done. Oh, yeah. But I can actually see, even from issue to issue, just in two issues, I can see there's a change in, in the way that he's kind of approaching what's going on a page. And actually that's what he says is the hold up with three. Says three is late because he had some sort of either not epiphany, but some sort of thing where he went back and went, I'm not I may not be doing this right. right. I may not be doing this true to the vision I have. So I'm gonna have to rewrite some stuff. And yeah. obviously when you rewrite something, dude gotta redraw right. it and all that kind of thing. So that's why he the reason he's he's given a reason that three is late. Sure. 
because of because of because he realizes his, and he I, I will reference it later on. But he, in his Playboy interview, um, he's talking to um, Bomani Jones. Excellent interview. Definitely go read that joint. Read it for the articles. Um, it's Playboy. All you can do is read it for the articles. At this point. At this point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen titties. We're yeah. good. <sighs> yeah. The so, best thing you can give us, Playboy, is the articles. Uh, well, now. Yeah. So the um, anyway, but he, he talks about and the thing about um, Tanessi Coach, which is always great, is that he's mad humble about it. Right. And he know he says, you know what, I'm not doing this right, or I'm not, you know, this isn't the best I can do. So the fact that he has now he's not a perfectionist and like he'll 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 put it out, but he's also said that you know the Black Panther thing, in in comparison to even um, the case for reparations. Um, even um, between the world and me, it's like this is different. This is different. I'm gonna have to rethink how this works. I'm gonna have to rethink how this goes. So when I put something out and you read it, you can go, okay, that's you know he's doing something that's still him, but is out of his comfort zone. But he's still doing it well. So he's really trying to amp amp his game up, and he knows, you know, he's self aware. He's like that wasn't as good as it could be. You know what would really help Tana Hesikotes? If his first comic book wasn't Black Panther, because <laughs> just got some starter the, kind of. Well, not, I mean, not, not even necessarily starter, because there's something that's, that's coming up that other that people out there who are reading Black Panther, following this, who've just either they've been out away from comics for a long time, or they've just got into comics. A lot of people have got into comics because of him. Yeah, like totally. he's drawn a lot of people. Like there's people I've seen buying Black Panther since April who I've never seen in my shop. <laughs> Those people came back for the second issue, oh. and that doesn't happen a lot. Right. And I remember saying, and you, were, you did I say was that. saying, who the hell is coming back for the second issue? We'll see. Yeah. Well, I sold through my run of the second issue twice, so like this third issue being late isn't getting people who are saying, well, I'm just I'll wait for the trade. They're saying, well, when should I come back? Yeah. Right. Again, this is highly unusual. So what I think Coates could have really used. And you guys are going to see this if you're really following this book. At some point, there's an artist change coming up. Okay. Right? Brian Stelfreeze will be off the book, and I think it's Chris Sprouse who will be on the book. Chris Sprouse is possibly the opposite of Brian Stelfreeze on a lot of levels. But they've both been working in the business a long time. Okay. Their styles are similar in a way, <laughs> but, but different in a lot of ways. <laughs> right? And I think that... Between the two of them, and this is something that comic book writers who've been writing in the business for different artists have already learned, is you write for the person who's going to draw what you're putting down, right? You're writing to yeah. direct a guy, yeah. right? When you know that you have somebody who does great rubble and explosions, right, <laughs> and really cool, like, old-school action, like, say, Mike Norton, right? Okay. You, you would write differently than if you were writing for something to be drawn by, say, somebody who does kind of like, surrealistic... Uh, almost near abstract Photoshop-y supernatural like weirdness. Like, or, or like Ben Templesmith is who I was thinking. Okay. You know, like their art styles are entirely different, mm. but they're both really good comic book artists. But if you have one guy, you write towards that guy's strength. Yeah, yeah. Right? So what Coates could have really used was two or three graphic novels under his belt by this point before he gets to Black Panther so that he knows how to best write for both the audience who's going to read Black Panther and the artist who's drawn. Okay. But he's going to figure that out because Chris Sprouse has a different way of laying pages out. He's got a different way of presenting people on a page. He's got a different way of conveying action. You know, Now, they're similar in that they both use this kind of stylized, kind of angular style. Angular right? style right. They, they both have that. But they are... Brian Stelfry is very like... His, his work comes off very light. 
when you look at it on the page. Okay. Chris Sprouse's comes off a lot heavier. His lines are heavier. Okay. Right? His, he, it, for people who are, are familiar with books like Tom Strong or uh, what else did Chris, Chris Sprouse has drawn a lot of things. Tom Strong was the first thing that came to mind. You know, that, if you look at uh, Tom Strong versus Daymen by Brian Stelfer, you can see that there's, there are similarities, but there's a lot of differences. Okay. And I think that uh, uh, Ta-Nehisi Coast really could have helped. He could have benefited from having to write the same kind of story for different kinds of pencilers, you know? But we're gonna know in a minute, because by the time I think you're at issues five or six. Right, and that first trade comes out. Yeah, yeah, the first trade should be all Stelfreeze, I think. The second trade is probably gonna be for Sprouse, and I don't know how far we're going after Sprouse, but, and I don't know if Sprouse is a fill-in or two so that Stelfreeze can catch up, I don't know that, hmm. but we'll see. Hmm. Okay, no, the, no, cause I, I would agree. I, I read to, um, bought to, read it, and anytime you have, there, there seems to be not resolution in sight per se, but at least I know, oh, this person's going to be involved in something bigger than their three lines that they just said. And I can see their conflict. In the first issue, everybody had three lines, <laughs> but I couldn't see a conflict that they were going through that I cared about. By the issue two, these same characters are going through. Now the conflict is laid out for you yeah. in such a way that if they're if they're about to meet a tragic end, you want to see them. They can see it, and they're still going to head down that road, right? Good writing does that, and so even by issue two, there was already a change. Oh, but yeah. now I'm like, what are the Midnight Angels actually up to? You know, before <laughs> I was like, oh great, and also the fucking Midnight Angels, great, okay, hooray, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um... All right, well, like I said, we'll, we'll see. Like I said, he's very cognizant of the stuff he's doing. He has, he says he has an idea. He says he knows where he knows where he's trying to go with it. Um, we will see if your initial pronouncement of, I don't want Tony Stark's boardroom. Yeah. I don't want meetings. I don't right. want. I don't know. want that. <laughs> I don't think anybody really wants that, per se. No one ever wants it. But in some cases, you're almost trapped into thinking you have to have it depending on the project, right? Like when people do the Inhumans. You know, everybody wants the royal family of the Inhumans, right? right. Because the royal family of Inhumans are really dope. The problem with that is you hear royal family and you think you got to see throne room shit, right? And right. then when somebody says to not give you throne room shit, they put them all in like a three-bedroom condo in Wicker Park and try to make them pretend to be human. And nobody wants to see that shit either, right? <laughs> like, you, oh man, like the number of times I've seen these, these, these high-concept characters show up in a book... And then if they finally get a title, you're really super excited. And then you realize every time this happens, you keep seeing the same scenes over again because that's all anyone remembers ever seeing, right? I just, I don't want to see Black Panther sitting on a throne having, you know. Being depressed. War councils and shit. I just don't. I want to go be Black Panther, you know? Stop being fucking, you know, don't, don't be Colin Powell. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be no. Colin Powell. I just saw you in Avengers Infinity fucking like, you know, going up against Beyonders and, and moving through multiple dimensions and tricking Namor and trapping that dude on the alternate Earth so that it gets destroyed and Namor fucking dies for some shit he did to your people two years ago. Be that guy. That's Black Panther. You know, Black Panther is I threw that shit before I walked in the room. You know? Still classic. Right, <laughs> that's Black Panther. Still classic. <laughs> I think I told somebody I was gonna do less yelling on this episode of the podcast. <laughs> I mean, you I lied. I think I'm yelling. Oh well. <laughs> all, right, let's, all right, so the Black Panther thing. Your list of what to read while waiting on while waiting on Black Panther three. 
Some of these books actually have trades too, so you can at least get the first volume of a trade. There's Sam Wilson, Captain America, right? Which is the, the comic that is the Falcon as Captain America. Right. Because Steve Rogers spent a lot of time as an old dude lately and gave his shield and a funky new wing suit to Sam Wilson. And Sam Wilson actually went on and was a pretty cool Captain America. He's been Captain America for quite a while. Uh, the first run of Captain America as Sam Wilson happened during Marvel's Axis event in which Sam Wilson is actually kind of selfish and somewhat aberrant acting and it was a little unusual for people who weren't ready for that because they didn't a lot of people hadn't read Axis so they didn't know he'd become evil like all the heroes got little like evil kind of personalities or whatever while still kind of trying to be heroes so it happened during this is one of these things where event books fuck up everybody's main book so that happened through that first run of Sam Wilson as Captain America. But now in the new run of Sam Wilson as Captain America, that's not the case. So actually still a pretty decent uh, book. Uh, Cyborg okay. by David Walker. Cyborg has just gotten 12 issues of his own series by DC Comics. And the first trade is out. The series has just ended. So the second trade should be out probably in the next couple of months or so. Um, DC has done a really good job in the last four or five years of trying to move Cyborg from being that Teen Titan character to being that Justice League character. Yeah, dude, right. They, they, what was bad about it was they kind of just did it overnight. Instead of letting you see Cyborg's progression to being recognized by the Justice League, mm -hmm. they just treated you like you were stupid at the New 52, and like suddenly Cyborg's a founding member. Like, it, as, if it were G.I. Joe, this would work like a charm, right? In comics, it doesn't really work so well. <laughs> but um, Cyborg's comic, though, wasn't actually bad at all. It was pretty good. Um, Green Lanterns is a new DC Rebirth book starring multiple Green Lanterns. It stars um, the Latina Green Lantern, Jessica Cruz, right, who is known as Power Ring. Okay. Um, and she has a ring from another universe, right, that had like okay. a mystical being in it. It wasn't, wasn't a, a ring made by the Owens uh, at first, like when she first gets this ring. Okay. And it's Simon Baz. DC's Muslim superhero who does predate Kamala Khan, right? Okay. Um, so these Green Lanterns are the Green Lanterns in the Green Lantern book. They're, they're, it's called Green Lanterns, plural. Okay. Right? Um, that just started. So if you're, if you're looking for comics starring people of color that are like mainline superheroes, both of these people are also in the new Justice League book coming up. Both of these Green Lanterns are the Green Lantern in that book. How Jordan, I think, still off in space or some shit. Yeah. Now see, is it diversity for diversity's sake? Do we get... Like, that's going to be something else entirely. We, we may get to that. I, I, I'm going to say no, and here's why. Because comics these days are so mainstream comics. By mainstream, mainstream I mean anything from, like, you know, DC Marvel, two. Dark Horse. Dark Horse Big image. Four. DC Marvel, Dark Horse Image. Okay. Dark Horse Image. They're, at one point, I would have said that DC and or Marvel were capable of doing diversity for diversity's sake. Especially Marvel. But in the last three years or so, I'm going to say they're not doing that because they stay committed to it far longer than I've ever seen them do it, right? <laughs> At this point, Marvel has like 16 books that star women. Like, you, you can't be doing diversity for diversity's sake and have devoted that, much, devoted that much resources towards this cause. Okay. You know, somewhere along the way you realize some of these credit card numbers that are buying your books are from women and are from minorities. They're not like the biggest buying block out there, but there are enough of out, there, out there that they've swayed white dudes into buying these characters and that's the moment you're waiting for, right? <laughs> when people buying or talking about Ms. Marvel enough, or talking about Power Man and Iron Fist enough, or talking about Black Panther enough, get white boys to buy these comics, now it's kind of hard to go back the other way. Sure, you might not have Black Firestorm for very long, 
You know, you might end up with Ronnie Raymond as opposed to Jason Rush or whoever the hell, right? That's the thing that could happen, right? Right? You may get like white question instead of like a, a Detective Montoya as the question if DC does a question book again. That could happen. But while that's happening, there's a shit ton of other like non-white male heterosexual characters out there. This company is giving you in other books, right? They gave you Batwoman back in Detective Comics this month, you know, while also preserving Duke from. Uh, uh, we are Robin. One of the one of the I refer to them as the fake Robins because they weren't really trained by Batman. They just said they were going to be Robins. You know, like there's so many choices that have been made for some of these comics out here okay. that are better than giving you a comic called Black Flash, Black Lantern. You know, Black Aquaman. Right. You know, the character speaks exactly like he would if he was a white dude. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 Right. Exactly. Right. That's right. what I mean by yeah. diversity. For yeah. sake. Like if you're if. This character looks at the world the same. Right. This character reacts to the world the same as any white dude. A generic white. It's like almost like the lamp theory. It's like, can this character be replaced by a lamp? Like, can this character be replaced by a random white dude, and we'd be okay? We like, we're like, oh, this that guy. Right. That character. Right. Like, or does that character have his own like have his own voice and his own identity and his own way of looking at things? Like, okay, well, I'm not going to do this thing because my mama told me this or my abuela told me this or what something that's going to give me something other than and you can't it also I, I find it kind of problematic if the thing that they do for diversity is every other word the character speaks is in a foreign language yo you know because that is also a thing coming because that is also a thing yes you know like, Chris Claremont was guilty of this for decades you knew that character was from another country because every fifth word was a foreign language word that's the only thing you knew that that's how you knew he wasn't of our culture as Americans but that's the only thing that you knew. Yeah. You know, every so often, maybe the X-Men might fly over to Germany and everything look like Oktoberfest. You know? <laughs> Oktoberfest is year-round, baby. Oh, apparently so. Year-round Oktoberfest. It was, like, it, was, it was Lincoln Square Oktoberfest all the time in the X-Men. Anytime they had to actually go over to Germany because of Nightcrawler. <laughs> but, no, I don't think... So I don't think we're okay. dealing with diversity for diversity's sake. Okay. I think that we are dealing with um, the idea that when... The benefit of the New 52 for DC Comics was lots of new people came to comics. A lot of those new people were women and minorities, and a lot of the women and minorities who did come over stayed. They stayed, They gave you their opinion about some shit. Yeah. So not only did they show up to give you their money, but there was kind of a contract made with their money. Is if we're giving you our money, you need to listen, right? Yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to make Superman black Superman, but you should listen when we say, "Where are all the black people on Krypton?" Right? That is a question that could be asked. Right. You know? Why is it that Krypton had nothing but European American looking dudes? Right? <laughs> well, when the Nordic 2, chicks. Right. So when the Earth 2 comic happened, right? Val Zod gets created, who, let me tell you, I'm going to the gym four times a week because I want a Val Zod cosplay. You know? Val Zod's awesome and has a really cool version of the Superman suit where the colors are like slightly reversed, you know what I mean? Like white cape and Blue, he's got a blue costume, white cape, silver S, red background inside the S. Okay. You know? Okay. Beard, goatee. Oh. I can do Valzad, son. <laughs> I can do Valzad. White boots, white <laughs> on blue. Come on, man. Valzad is dope, you know? Adding dopeness is not the same as, like, you know, diversity for diversity. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, especially when you're putting resources to it. In fact. So, in other books, there are, there's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Yes. 
um, which I'm not sure you're going to have for very much longer. I think this has already been discussed. But the first trade is out. Okay. Right? I enjoyed that. And, it was, and it was you will get a second me. trade. You know what I mean? It's at least enough for two trades. It was something new for me. I, yeah. I, I enjoyed that. Right. Nighthawk. Nighthawk number one and number two, I think, at this point, have hit the shelves. Right? Nighthawk is kind of a Batman-type character from Marvel Comics. He's a member of the Squadron Supreme. Um, I, I, I enjoy a couple different runs of Squadron Supreme that involve Nighthawk. Um, and Nighthawk's thing is when all the universe, when the multiverse is being destroyed in the Marvel Universe and the Squadron Supreme Universe is being destroyed, Nighthawk's situation was simply, all right, these characters on this other Earth have been taking apart and making sure some of these Earths died to preserve their Earth. Well, we're going to survive and we're going to be on their Earth and some of these guys are going to have to pay for making sure our Earth got destroyed. We're going to be superheroes here, but fuck those dudes, Right? <laughs> And the first damn issue, I think they killed Namor. Like, Namor dies. Because the, the Squadron Supreme are like, you, you planted a bomb on our Earth to destroy it to help save your Earth, but we survived. Fuck you. And, and they, they like killed Namor. We like retribution. Yeah, you know, a little bit of retribution, right? We While like still it. trying to be heroes. Um, <laughs> Niobe, She Is Life, from Ashley Woods. Okay. Um, it has gone through a couple printings. And it's kind of a hot indie thing. It's sort of, a, I'm going to still call it somewhat underground for all the buzz that uh, Ashley Woods has gotten. She's got a Marvel book that's going to come out pretty soon. And when that happens, she's going to, you know, fucking blow up like chicken and waffles. Um, right now, she is chicken and or waffles. Um, she's but not, not chicken and, right? She's not, not both, both yet, right. right? She is chicken and or waffles, right? Like, you're, you, you're watching the coming soon sign of this spot in your neighborhood. And you know it's about to be fire, but you can't go in yet, right? So, on cool stores will have Niobe on their shelves right now. And Ashley's been around for a while in the city, yeah. and a lot of cats know her, yeah. right? And she, she does really good work. So I would say go ahead and jump on that uh, while you can, should you have a spot that happens to carry it. And I happen to know, because I did check recently while I'm stocked up on Niobe, I happen to check these, these comics as of last week were available at Diamond. So you could, if you're so inclined to go to your shop, and it ain't Third Coast Comics at 6443, North Sheridan. New, new location. Right. Still. <laughs> if your shop is not Third Coast, right. go to your shop and say, get me these Niobe books. Because if you like that kind of indie mysticism, right? And then, which, then which is getting hot right now. Ashley, Ashley's bringing it to you. Okay. You know? um, and Pirate Man and Iron Fist, which is yes, classic. David Walker, David Walker is hilarious on Twitter. Um, Ashley do the virtual cyborg. Yes. Um, David Walker is, is hilarious. And he's, a, he's an old head who's been around for a minute. Got all the war, he got war stories and all this kind of stuff, and he knows all the you know he knows people and and you know got opinions and things, but definitely I've I've read I've kept up I've kept up with uh, with that, and writing is funny, um, the artist doing it just I mean it's just it's a it's it's going well, yeah. it's going well I I'm enjoying it that's one of the things I'm enjoying I'm I'm, I'm enjoying that and. How they're doing it because you know Luke Cage is the reluctant like you know we work well together but I you know I happen to be I don't know what married or with Jessica Jones right who, he's married with a kid and I got a kid and I'm trying to do he's this semi retired right I'm, I'm trying to be <laughs> trying to be retired, retired I'm trying to be retired but you know as soon I'm trying to lead a game but they keep pulling me back in and Iron Fist is the kind of very eager just kind of the very eager white dude like come on come on come on. Come on, let's go do this thing. Let's go do this thing. And like, uh, no, I don't really want to do this thing because I got a wife and a kid, and the wife really doesn't like you because every time you're around, like some shit, shit happens. happens to me. 
So you're, my, you're, you're that dumb dude from the past who keeps showing up, and then I got to get bailed out every time you come around. I know who Iron Fist is for me. Right. I know who my Iron Fist is in my life. <laughs> that dude currently lives in a far suburb, and we don't actually hang out very much. But usually when we do hang out, people at the end of it go, you're cool. What's up with that dude? <laughs> What's up with that dude? What's up with that dude? He's 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 all right. You got he's my he's my really good. You just got to get to know that dude, dude, so that you understand what's up with him. Or maybe you just got a destined to. I'm only so you glad he has dude. a steady girlfriend now. Maybe maybe <laughs> maybe only you are supposed to know that dude, and people go, "What's up?" And you like, I In can't fact. explain. Right. I can't. Right. And we've been friends for so long. I don't explain anymore. That's my boy. You know, that's usually what I end up saying. That's my boy. You got a boy like that, too. You know, he's not your boy. He's my boy. Right. I'd rather die for that mother. Right. Because that's my boy. You know, you know who you are. Ignorant Blank. motherfucker. <laughs> Crazy ass. All right. on Facebook every five fucking minutes. I tell you what, though. You know, like you might know who your boy is like that. But if my boy keeps going on Facebook with posts about his fucking toes, I'm going to start calling his ass up. He's kinda, mad obsessed with his toes. That's kind of that's weird. weird. Yeah, weird. Right? I was going to say something else, but okay, weird. We'll I believe that men don't wear sandals, for one thing. Men men don't wear flip-flops. Put some fucking shoes on. I'm I not, got rules. I, okay, you got rules. I respect that, but they're your rules. Yeah. Like Black Robin Baumgarten is who I am. You okay. That part out. I okay. Right. <laughs> I mean, we gotta have at least one good dead air kind of like what? You don't know Robin Baumgarten has all these crazy fucking rules and shit. You know, they're hilarious, and yeah. I, I agree with many of these. I, I completely get it because I have issues about some things long, like men and sandals. As long as you know, I think as long as you know, I'm like, do we live in a desert waste? Did you ride a camel to work? Like, you know what I mean? Like, is, is water scarce where you live? Then why are you wearing sandals? Oh, it's summer now, so you have to wear sandals. I see. So the shoes that you normally wear in, say, March are so heavy that removing, say, 12% of their fabric is what's saving your feet right now? I don't need to see your crusty-ass dogs on the red line. You're on the red line. You should cover them shits up anyway. I got so much nothing right now. <laughs> What's next? I got so much nothing right now. Yo. Um, let's, let's stay with entertainment because we're going to wait to right. it. Let's do, why did it take so long to get a good Prince tribute? Yeah. Okay. Because that was a question you had. I got an answer for you. But go ahead okay. and ask it. Here's the thing. that Over the weekend, BET, for the first time in its 30-year fucking history, became relevant by putting up a couple of really dope-ass Prince tributes. Right? Great. You, I will not take anything away from that Sheila E performance because, man, I was happy seeing that shit. But I felt like Prince died around Christmas. And holy shit, why did it take this damn long for this to happen? It just bugged me. It really did. Like, Everybody in entertainment wants to always be like, we as entertainers have all this talent, blah, blah, blah. And when we need to come together for a cause, we can get together and do this thing. And for musicians, 
it shouldn't take like two months of fucking rehearsals or no shit to make an amazing performance fucking happen. I'm pretty sure when Prince did that shit for George Harrison for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Prince was trying to get involved in that shit while George Harrison's widow, I think, was trying to keep him out, right? But but Prince didn't need a whole lot of time. He heard while my guitar gently weeps before. So when he went up there and ripped that fucking solo, I think he really only needed about the time it takes for your transfer to run out, for him to really have that shit nailed down in his head for what he was going to do, right? Right. It bugs me that when somebody as important as this, or Bowie, or somebody like that passes away, and we're going to do a tribute, what tends to happen for that tribute is, you know, five or six dudes get up there, and they wank a little bit, and yay, we played a song by this guy who's dead, we'll miss him. And it really, I feel like if I looked at that audience... The amount of talent in that audience was so dense, right, that if I, even for the Sheila E. tribute, I kind of feel like, mm, not for Prince, bro. See, I, I don't want to give up. I, I feel like it took two. I realized that that Madonna and Stevie Wonder thing was that where the universe gave a hiccup. <laughs> like, I believe it was, like, it happened. Hendrix himself was coming down from heaven to play for, for Prince. And the elevator got stuck. And he tapped Stevie on the shoulder and was like, look, man, all you got to do is just stand up there and hold the mic. And Madonna, wake up. Go do a thing. Right? And then they waved their way through Purple Rain and people got angry and that was weird. That was weird. But I don't know why by the end of that very show, motherfuckers weren't like, you know what? Let's just go up and jam like when we was kids. Prince would have done that. It's not an answer. Okay. This is my answer to this shit. Okay. Because everything has to be marketed. Prince died in April. Yeah. Right after you had the MTV bullshit. The it, bad, the you, bad, trip. the bad. Yeah. Yes. Sure. You had the bad thing. That was all. That was an event already. Yeah. And it's like let's put a Prince tribute in here. Yeah. Because we can't ignore him, because Prince has, has lined many of many a hour on MTV. Right. Then you had the bullshit. BET played this perfectly by saying, you know what? In a month or two, in two months, we got you. We have something. Right. Because y'all is bullshit. Because it wasn't yours. Right. BET actually was owned by Viacom. Still a big fucking MTV's corporate entity. Yeah. Still a big corporate entity. They probably still they probably share a building. Yeah. Like, they want to go up to the BET floor. They got muffins. They probably nobody goes to BET's floor. But not, well, yeah. Exactly. You want to go? No, dog. No, it's BET. We got croissants here. So right. I'm good. They just read a Malcolm and Eddie up there. You know, and then Nickelodeon like comes down and like right. hands everybody sprinkles. I don't know. Sure. So you had this opportunity. To, you had the opportunity to do right. MTV ain't want to do right because MTV says, you know what? We got this black ass artist who's blackity black, black, blackity black, 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 and was unapologetic about the shit. We can't have unapologetic black people doing a tribute. We can't have it, even though that's what the, that's what the people want. So, that's so what you, the fans you think want. MTV actually? kept it safe you really by just sending Madonna and Steve. Exactly right. Exactly right. I'm not saying Madonna and Stevie aren't safe because they're Super Bowl halftime show safe. Yes. Right? But I am saying that while that was happening, there were people in the audience who, who could have played it. the song. Who could have done it. Right? Yes. To, to, so if they're going to sing it, musicians could have played it to where we would have felt like Music happened because Prince played music. Prince just didn't go up and sing to a backing track. Right. And I quote, when I am on stage, my mic is on. <laughs> right? 
So it bugged me that it took two more months for some other entity. For, who not was, only that, but it was Minneapolis dudes had to do it. it, it like, I feel like Prince wasn't just a Minneapolis dude anymore. No, it wasn't. Right? No. And I liked what I saw, but it. I was just wondering why wasn't, I mean, BET fans, please don't get angry with there me. There are no BET fans. But because there are no BET fans, why was there a BET award show at all that wasn't just a two-hour Prince tribute? Because there's a every year there's a BET award. No, there isn't. Yes, there is. No one gives two shits. It's it, a BET it award. No one's watching. If, if no, you don't get no, BET no, award no, no. this year. You do watch it because you try to see who's gonna who's gonna fuck up their performance. Because someone does it every year. <laughs> and that's oh, where the memes come I through. Don't that's do where that. the memes come through. I know you don't care. I don't care. No. I know you don't care. And because you don't care. Can't, you can't project the not caring on everybody else. Because nobody else cares. Nobody else cares. Nobody you care about. Because you know you can get your memes on Facebook, so you weren't going to watch it either. But you know, oh, so-and-so's performing? So-and-so's a shitty performer. This is going to be awesome. You're watching for a train wreck. I watched it for a train wreck. <laughs> so which former girlfriend of Nas were you expecting to like, be up on stage and like trip over something? Is that a thing? Like, that's one of those things. I mean, at this or, point, Khalees still, he still owes Khalees money. Reunion and somebody's going to be drunk and high. Khalees still owes money. Cri- Maybe. <laughs> he still owes okay. Khalees money. Um, you okay. watch the, I mean, award shows are going to happen. I, I, I get your whole thing. If a award show happened, nobody watches it, it happen. Yes, it sure does. God damn it. It sure does. Sorry. It does. I just wanted a two-hour Prince tribute show. And that's fine what you wanted, but MTV wasn't going to give it to you. No. BT could have given it to you. Yes. They could have given it to you earlier because BT is not uncovered. It's the first time they're relevant since like a white dude was president. Come on. What do you mean relevant? Relevant. Prince tribute equals relevant. People tuned in for Prince tributes. They didn't tune in because they wanted to know which BET primetime show was the best BET prime. What was the best BET coverage of sports? No one gives two shits. Do they? Yes. Really? Who? Yes. What household in America is it that is tuned to BET right now? Do you right even know now? what the awards are? Yeah, the BET awards. <laughs> Do you know what they're awarding? Do you know what categories and shit they're awarding? No one knows. It's a mystery. <laughs> 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 now we just making shit up. Now we just making shit up. Come on, man. BET. I bet it changes daily. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, they have Am I really in a fucking position where I'm going to defend BET? They have best portrayal of a chef by a tall actor. I bet that's one of their awards. Oh, God. <laughs> Look, man, goddammit. Defend BET. Go I'm ahead. Not, no, no, I'm not even defending BET. Because you can't. How many awards does Omar Epps get? Zero. How many awards does Mike Epps get? He was up for one. How many other Eppses are there that can get awards from BET? <laughs> Mike Tomlin for the looking like Omar Epps award. <laughs> Boom! Shazam! Shout out to Mike Tomlin. <laughs> the thing was, I, I get your point about the the relevance of the shit. Thing is though, is that a BT awards aren't relevant, and they had a chance by by throwing a little shade. The awards aren't irrelevant. The awards the network is irrelevant. Oh, the wait, wait. Oh, we rewinding now. We were that. Really, my issues with the network, not with the. We all have an issue with the network. Okay, that was right. bullshit. <laughs> okay. The network is owned by white people. Who's like, yo, yes. this is where the black people do their shit. Black we'll let y'all do that. 
for a for a, for a minute, yes. for a couple minutes. I just wanted their award show to be one whole Prince tribute because they I don't were going care to get about their award show because the thought was what could they do that MTV couldn't? Right, all of it. They could do everything MTV did. Everything MTV everything. could. Everything, yes. and they say, you know what we can do? We can have Sheila E. We can have I don't know why more day Sheila were there. E and Jerome is what they gave me. You know, you know, Morris Day, or Morris Day. Morris Day could have came in and I would rock the fucking But they album. didn't. They didn't. But they could have. That's they the didn't. That they is didn't. my point. You failed to even give me Morris Day. Morris Day and Jerome were supposed to throw a girl in a dumpster <laughs> by halfway through that show, and we were supposed to laugh about it and feel horrible about ourselves yeah. for laughing, but we remember when that was funny. But it was a musical act, right? <laughs> Like we, there and were things kept, that were supposed to happen, and they were funky. That were purple rain related. Yes. That we were supposed to see happen again, <laughs> and be like, "Holy shit, those are the waters of Lake Minnetonka," right? We were supposed. To, I didn't get my waters of Lake Minnetonka. You, didn't, you, you did not purify yourself in the water. No, I didn't get that moment. No, you didn't get it. No, you didn't get it. But no. I didn't. Even, I didn't get somebody. I didn't even get like Rockwell on a motorcycle, pretending to move the motorcycle. Because then let a chick get on the motorcycle, but moving it eight inches repeatedly because. No one falls for that joke except for in Purple Rain. My thing is, is that BT. Hey, kid, how's the family? Uh, too soon? <laughs> I didn't even get that. Come on, man. Which is still funny. <laughs> that shit is still funny. I get it. The thing is, is that BT, for once, like you said, BT was right. BET was giving you a Prince tribute because you wouldn't have cared. If, if MTV did it right, would you have cared? No. If, MT, if MTV had done it right. Done it right. But I, but I do believe that here's my tra- the, the thing is, that would have been, thing had is, MTV done it right, it would have been done right with Robin Thicke and Justin Timberlake and you know, Katy right. Perry on a dinosaur. That wouldn't so have been no, right. No, I, I, yeah, that no. wouldn't have been right. MTV no. was incapable of doing it right. They wouldn't have done it so right because B- they would have done it with people who do R&B music but who aren't funky. People who do R&B music but don't who understand the roots grow, of rock. Who can't grow funk in the backyard. Sure, yeah. I, that, that is what would have happened. I know that. Yeah. So BET's whole thing was, y'all watch this bullshit, wait till we get a hold of it. And they happen to spread it around this, this show. Like, if I know you get, I got something you want or you want to see or whatever, I must put that shit, I must sprinkle it in some shit you don't. Sure. Hey, you want to see the BET Music Award? Nope. There's a Prince tribute. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, sure. So we get... My Facebook was full of people who were like, who's that Katie? Who's <laughs> Yes. Yeah. But it was being simulcast on pretty much every Viacom show, every Viacom channel ever. Sure. Including Nickelodeon, which made for funny parents being unhappy. <laughs> I can see that. Yo, people are like, I don't want segregation on my television. <laughs> oh? Really? Really? Wait, wait, back up. They don't want segregation. I don't want... I mean, there's no white entertainment television. Oh, fuck. The, okay, stop. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Now. I didn't say... That's okay. the shit I saw. If there's someone Ninja ain't got time for right now, that, that's it right there. Okay. Move, <laughs> not you, dumbasses. Nuh-uh. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm. So nope. that popped Move off. Right that popped off because it was simulcast on Viacom Networks. So you had VH1, you had MTV, you had Nickelodeon, and you had these other random stations, like Video One or some... You had some other bullshit okay. that was doing it at the same time. So, yeah, it was a lot of who got cable, right. I need to see this shit. Right. And then as soon as the shit hit, then you get on YouTube and people had, like, you know, Vimeo and people had, like, taped it, you know, with the, 
with the steady cam yeah, yeah. In, 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 the, in the living room. So that was one thing. The fact that you had, like I say, Sheely, you had a lineup. And you said, you know what? We're going to give you Blau. We're going to give you all these people right. who are Janelle Monet. We're going to give sure. you people who Can were, care, so, who, so, who yes. clearly influenced, who clearly, you know, are, you know, taking, you know, if not taking the torch, at least lighting a little something off it or something, who are appreciative of the shit. Instead of, hey, Justin, you want to do some... A Prince song? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, yeah. I never heard the fucking thing. Whatever. I don't care. Whatever. You know, I'm gonna. Here's an obligatory tweet. Man, Prince was so awesome. Sad face. Okay, fine. Right. But BT is going to give you. These are people who actually gave a shit. Right. And you went. Oh. BT. They gave you people who knew him. People who knew they him. They gave you people who gave a fuck. Worked with him and gave a shit. And that's what be. That's as far as what their job was. They did. Um, there are some stuff. D'Angelo was supposed to show up. It's still kind of cryptic as to why he didn't. Um, they did ask somebody who was like, "Hey, Questlove, D'Angelo should come out on stage." And he went, "Not gonna happen." And that's all he said. Wait, was Questlove directing the entire thing? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Whenever some shit like this happens, Questlove is in it somewhere. Oh, I'm not most, saying he's not. Most in likely, it. he's directing it. Okay. Just, because like, yo, you. I wanna, didn't watch it live, so yeah, I don't fucking. Yeah. So, but we don't know if D'Angelo was in that house and got, you know, stage fright, if he was... Hose. Hose, you know. Coke. Daryl Strawberry. Whatever. Hey, you know. Or, you know, was who fell? Steve Sachs, whoever fell down the the, the hole in the old Simpsons episode. Right. Yeah. Steve Sachs. <laughs> yeah. So, we don't know. So, the fact that you have all these people who are clearly of that lineage, who were able to show up to show love, to rock out, give you give you this music, give you everything. You were like, I liked, I enjoyed that, but it had to do to original your original question. It had to do with the timing of the shit. The day after wasn't going to be concert time. Sure. Um, it took it took a minute for Michael Jackson shit. It took a minute for that to happen. We're gonna yada yada right over right over that. I, I uh, nope. <laughs> so. Boxes That's, and boxes of kitty porn. Let me tell you, you know what yo, I watched yesterday yo. and I was very happy about? I watched that Jermaine Jackson Pierce Zero joint. When the rain falls, whatever the fucking video was called. <laughs> America. That's hard. Go, right now, Google Jermaine Jackson Pia Zadora music video. Google that shit. Just Google it and watch it. It's the greatest music video you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> I'm gonna empirically disagree with that shit. <laughs> it was a train wreck, but it was so awesome. It was a train wreck. It was, was so it was West Side Story. If done it like Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Disagree with that. I'm going to leave that there. <laughs> sometimes you don't know. Sometimes some shit you don't touch. I ain't going to touch it. I ain't going to touch that shit at all. I'd rather watch that than do with any other Michael Jackson thing. Yeah, I'm done. Fucking Michael Jackson. Nah, I'm out. He's one case where I have a hard time separating the art from the artist. I just and, that's, and that's fine. My it's like vacating the wins of, uh, of, of, of Joe Paterno. Yeah, of Joe Paterno. It's vacating the wins. Yeah, I mean, it'll come out that Bobby Bowden did some bullshit. Yeah. They'll vacate his too. Yeah, this, this is what vacating the wins are, where they aren't separating the art from the artist, right? That's the vacating the wins. I find vacating the wins very weird because those games happened. People played in those People games. People played those games. And they won them. They won. They lost you know them. what I mean? Like, but that guy who coached did not. Yes, 
that that thing retroactively. A very strange thing about reality in the universe and how numbers work. I but guess. then it's justice. Yes. It's like, what else can you do to this guy? Yeah. You can't do shit else. Can't do shit else. Right. You know. All right. So that's the BET joint. Can we do goodbye, Derek Rose? Mr. Glass has left the building. First of all, you wrong. You wrong as shit. <laughs> First of all. So I guess second we're gonna of do all, this now. Second of all, thing is, is that. Bye, Derek. I. You know what? I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you crawl about it for a couple minutes. Man, I'm gonna let you do it. My hood is still warm from driving that bitch to the airport. <laughs> I'm gonna let you do it. The only thing I have to say now, see, I'm not the. Okay. You know, this is not my lane, but nope. the all only right. thing I will say. I didn't say bye bye TVR. You know, because TVR showed up and fucking played. I know you might you might have cried about that. Trades have to happen. I didn't give a shit about TVR. Really? I did. Glad you did. Yeah. You know, he was one of my dudes. Okay. Was he not a good hockey player? He was a good hockey player. He was fine. Yeah. He was young and I didn't give a shit. Okay, you just didn't care about him. I didn't care about Terry Vinan. Fuck that. Meh. Meh. Trade like an actual person. Like, okay. Give it a shot, but fuck it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Sure. But, you know, whatever. But salary cap. Um, one thing I will say is that dude came in. He did his thing. He had health issues. They shipped him off. I will also say the Chicago Bulls organization is one of the worst run organizations in sports and the cheapest. They're, these things are not related. No, they're not right. right. I said they are true. Yes, they are both true. I did not say and, and, they are cheap to a point. They're cheap. They're cheap to a point. Right to a point. And these hoes ain't loyal. I would disagree there. They're stupid loyal. Stupid loyal. Look, stupid loyal to general to, to management and stupid loyal to players too. Really? Yeah. Oh. I, and here's here's how I'm going to go stupid loyal to players. Oh. I would have traded Derrick Rose after last year. When that dude quit on the team, and the whole fucking team quit in the playoffs. And then when the season started, Derrick Rose said, man, I just spent the entire offseason just thinking about when my free agent contract comes up. Because gonna everybody's going to get paid. Mm-mm. No one says that. No one said LeBron didn't even say that. Knowing he had a contract coming up where he got to be a free agent, he did not say, all I'm thinking about is being able to go become a free agent and just... Woo, get paid. LeBron knew he's going to get paid. Everyone knows they're going to get paid because the salary cap's also going up. Getting paid's not even a question. You say, all I've done is try to get stronger, improve my game, try to help my team win. You say that, and no one says anything else. And those three things, every player in the NBA knows to say, except the dumb ones. Of which Derrick Rose is the fucking... Derrick Rose is the bozo the clown of the dumb fucking circus of NBA players. He just is. The dude is wearing the jersey right now in New York of a Chicago guy who passed away, right? And he can't say why he's wearing the jersey, but he's saying he's taking a piece of Chicago with him, right? But he can't mention the player's name? He just forgot to mention the player's name. How do you forget to mention the player's name? Why? Why would you? You know what I'm saying? Like you, you're making a statement 
about this player so by wearing this guy's number as you go to New York. It's a statement. So say what the statement is. Now you just made a cryptic ass thing, but I got I'm wearing number twenty five. Got to take a piece of Chicago with me. What? What? How does twenty five relate to Chicago? People in New York would want to know. So then, why are you doing it at all? Like, stop. Meanwhile, there's some like rookie bull rookie who's wearing forty five. Yes, because forty five means nothing to Chicago. It doesn't. Twenty three is what matters. We don't care that Jordan wore some other number because his number had been retired. No, Bulls fans are not walking around here in 45 jerseys. They're not. Because you know that when Jordan wore 45, that's because he was unretired, right? And that's, you saw 23 even when you saw 45. If a you guy's walking it. around here right now in a 45 jersey, you're like, really, bro? Really? You know you're ready to clown that dude. <laughs> you know it. Because he's wearing the wrong number. He's wearing the wrong number. He's maybe, wearing the wrong number. Maybe that jersey was on sale. Why are you hating, though? Pay the extra five bucks. <laughs> Get the goddamn 23. Ain't no, you know you maybe want. it's not a $5 difference. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so here's my thing. Here's my Derrick Rose issue. My Derrick Rose trading him comes down to this. The Bulls are in worse than basketball hell because they're not a playoff team because they quit during the playoffs one year and didn't even show up the next year. They got a coach fired who could have gotten them back to the playoffs, right? <laughs> but it could have killed them. Or could have killed them, but they'd have been in the playoffs. And it's true that even had he gotten them into the playoffs and nearly killed them, they wouldn't have beaten LeBron James and the Cavaliers. They're just not that good. But being that good is, to me, a talent issue, not a coach issue. A little more talent, you yeah. become that good, okay. right? Right. Derrick Rose on your team is not better than most of those other teams' best players. As currently constituted, if Derrick Rose ever returns to being the player he was in 2009, sure. 2010, yeah, okay. But he's not, I don't see that. That hasn't happened. In the, in the what have you done for me lately world of sports, yep. Derrick Rose has done nothing for you lately. Derrick Rose has at best shown that at average he is Kyrie Irving. And Kyrie Irving is only won by getting LeBron to come play with him. You ain't getting a LeBron to come play with you. Why do you need a Kyrie Irving on your team? You don't need a Kyrie Irving on your team. In truth, you should have traded Derrick Rose and Jimmy Butler because you need to get bad fast. You need some years of suckitude because you need young, good players to come in here and overhaul the whole thing. Joe, man, I'm going to have to like, I don't, man, let a seat out or something in my car to drive Joe to the airport because Joe Kim Noah's got to go. He's going. It's going to happen, right. right? You ain't going to get shit for him. He's not worth anything. Derrick Rose was at least worth a really tall guy an old point guard and some shorts, maybe some nail polish. I, I'm a, you know, I'm flat a, pizza. He was worth flat pizza, and he's gone. He quit. He quit on the coach. He quit on his team. He did have a three way that ended up in public. Derrick Rose did fuck all for you. He just fucked this whole team over repeatedly, 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 and and. Chicago Southside and Westside fans supported the fuck out of this guy because he was a Chicago guy. But you're so used to not actually having a winner since Jordan that you can't tell what winners look like until they come and stomp your team. Stomp your team. Derrick Rose couldn't stop the best player on anybody else's team. Because in those games, Derrick Rose couldn't play. And he wasn't strong enough. Couldn't dunk off his left foot. Where? Where? All right, go play with Carmelo. 
That'd be great. Go, go ahead, man. Go, go play with Carmelo. And, <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. I can't. I'm, man, I'm so happy. I'm good. I'm now, I'm not happy because I believe the Bulls are better without Derrick Rose. I'm happy because I believe, I believe the road to getting better as a sports franchise in some cases is to build, rebuild it from the ground up. And to do that, you need to suck. You need to suck. The thing is, is that what is getting written? Let's see, but this is where disloyalty comes in. Okay. Who wants to come to Chicago now? You're not going to get there with free agents. I mean, it almost doesn't matter. Like, the, 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 if who, you develop a dude, yeah. let's say you get a dudes on rookie contracts who ball yeah. out. Yeah, sure. They ball out. You need to resign them. They're like, no. And they walk away. And they walk. <laughs> it's almost like the Enterprise. <laughs> Space, the final frontier. <laughs> yes. You don't get, so you don't get free agent. You get young players for their, what, two, three years? Sure. See if they ball out. Right. If they ball out good? Yes. Because you've just increased their market value. Possibly, yeah. And they won't stay. I don't believe that's true. I believe that a team, even with a possibility of winning, can get free agents to come to it i.e. the Toronto Raptors, right? The Toronto Raptors don't have a history of winning, right? They have a possibility of winning. So they're attracting people to them. So they have no, they have no history of loyalty or disloyalty. But for sure they have a history of losing. Yet they're getting players to show up and make them a, a different kind of franchise. And right? the history of hot... Uh, of, uh, Basketball. Hot, no, of uh, oh. hot um, jerseys. Because the dribbling raptor, that was a shit. Everybody, the dribbling raptor was a shit back in the day. Back in the, back in Barney. the, back in the dribbling Barney. <laughs> no, he was no, he was red. He was a red down. He was a red raptor. He's not devil dinosaur now. No, he was. He's purple as fuck. No, not the no. Mm-hmm. There was purple jerseys, but the raptor was. Red. Oh, the raptor was red on purple. Jer- okay, all right. yes, the raptor was red on purple. Back in the day, when who was the dude who he could dunk and all he could do. He might back, still be playing. Back when he, yeah, he is. That's DeMar DeRozan. No, no. Um, uh, Terrence, what's his face? No, the dude, who's the dude who dunked on the Greek dude, jumped on the Greek dude? In the, oh, Vince Carter. Vince Carter. <laughs> back in, his, in, back his, in the Vince Carter days. <laughs> yes. Back in the Vince Carter days, that's what they wore. Okay. That's the only thing I remember about the Toronto Raptors. Right. And fuck Drake, long as while we're at it. So let's, let's keep that moving. Vince Carter once dunked on a guy. Who's who was him. about to get an NBA contract? Who was seven feet tall? He's about to get an NBA contract in, in international play. Vince Carter ducked on this dude so viciously, <laughs> the teams looking at him stopped looking at him. Like meetings got canceled, <laughs> flights got canceled. Did you see that Vince Carter cu- dunk? Yes, I did. I'm not going to the airport now. <laughs> I hope that dude can bag the fuck out of some groceries. Like he's not gonna play. Like we can't bring that guy to the NBA. Right. And have people see. It's like like the stink of that dunk would be on him forever. But see, but see, there's always second chances in the oh, NBA are. because the head coach of the world champion Cleveland Cavaliers once tried to d up Allen Iverson. Yes. Who crossed him over? Yeah. Hit a three in the corner and stepped over him. Yes. Which, as we learned during the it's LeBron horribly, Draymond it's, thing, is horribly disrespectful. Is horribly disrespectful. <laughs> so that's what we've come. So there's always second chances. <laughs> Derrick Rose had a third chance. In my opinion, Derrick Rose had a third chance. Every injury was another chance for Derrick Rose to prove that he can get back to being the Derrick Rose you needed him to be. But I'm not even. It's not the injuries that bug me. It's the team chemistry and attitude problem that this Bulls team needed with Derrick Rose as your leader. 
He never he never behaved like a leader. Unless your lead, if your leader's going to lead you in mutiny, Derrick Rose is your guy, right? But when Jimmy also, Butler right. showed up and he couldn't, when that was that was your move right there. They gave Derrick Rose that second guy he needed, and Derrick Rose turned that shit into like a pirate ship on fire. Yeah. But the people who are, yes, you do need a leader. Yeah. But the people who didn't stepped up to be leaders are leaving. Well, in the case of the Bulls, they're not leaving because they hate the organization. They're leaving right. because they're not going to be re-signed, right? Or, or they sign or people who are old as them. fuck. Like, I mean, like, like the Bulls aren't in a, they're not in a position to have superstars up and walk away because they hate this team. That's the thing people are saying where the Bulls are shitting on their their, their old school players and they're not they're just well. It's not actually true in this case. There's no one leaving the Chicago Bulls right now that can lead you to a championship and you're going to miss if they walk away. You're Pau Gasol. Right, a player that many Bulls fans would have wanted ten years ago, right? But he was winning championships with Kobe then, right? And by the time you got him, he's incapable of doing that. He's capable of being a good number three player, but not a great one, but a good number three, right? Your 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 Jimmy Butler, Derrick Rose, Paul Gasol triangle situation was a fantastic thing to want if Joe Kim Noah could play. What if Doug McDermott came out and was like rookie of the fucking year? Okay, you got something, but those things weren't true. So who are your veterans who are going to walk away now and be like, man, I'm out. The Bulls are some bullshit. Joe Kim and Derrick Rose. Fuck them. They're old and beat up. <coughs> Joe Kim only has one shoulder and one ankle. You know, like, what do you, he's like half a dude. Half a tall, dancing, weed-smoking, puffy-haired ass, sideshow Bob-looking motherfucker. Like, I, okay, he's going to go play with Tim's now. He ain't going to start there either. You know? You know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, man, we're going to lose all these guys, and they're going to go play with these other guys who don't play here no more. Okay. Yes, they might. And they will suck. Okay. So you're looking forward to the suckitude. I want deep suckitude. I want the Bulls to start four guys on the court. <laughs> four guys on, like, a mop bucket. <laughs> Kick a mop bucket out of there. I want the, like, the part of the center will be played the, by a mop bucket. The, I say, the power play does not exist in the basketball. <laughs> I wish it did. Can we pull the goalie? <laughs> I want to pull the goalie, the goalie in basketball <laughs> We don't need the goalie. Just pull that dude. No, no, no. Commit a penalty, Bulls. Get into the penalty and take a guy off. Can we take a power forward off the court? Robin Lopez, your job is to direct motherfuckers to the big soft pretzels. That's what we want you to do. <laughs> I want Jose Calderon flying the Benny the Bull drone around the fucking stadium. For 82 games, 42 home games, that's what I want. You, 42 home games, let him play on the road, but don't play at home. Jose Calderon, we don't need to see that shit. <laughs> he, looks like a, he looks like a bus driver about to collect the pension check. Out. I'm sorry, we're good, Jose Calderon. <laughs> you know? All right. <clears throat> so you're looking forward to sucking? I need three years of suck. Okay. Because Denzel Valentine needs friends who understand his jokes, who can play basketball. And right now he's going to come to a team of guys where the, the guy that he most relates to in age is going to be Doug McDermott. That ain't good. Yeah? Nuh-uh. What did Dirk McDermott do to you? Doug McDermott's done nothing to me. He's absolutely done nothing. Okay. He, he is our Della Vadova. Okay. Just checking. He's the Bulls Della Vadova. Just checking. <laughs> Everybody needs a Della Vadova. Just checking. He's not Cameron Burst, though. I said that for Arian's benefit. <laughs> he knows Cameron Bear still is. Oh, God. <laughs> Damn. 
right, let's let's. All right. What's next? All right, let's do this Brexit shit. Brexit, the Trump vote preview. No. You think it isn't? The Trump I think it's not. Why? I think it is not. And I've had this discussion. On, I thought so. Okay. I thought that Britain, the United States are so similar that you, in the way where you have basically this nationalist kind of fervor, yeah. xenophobia bullshit, sure. and hey, to keep your identity as who you are, you need to enact this thing to stop the immigration, to stop all the brown people, sure. and to get back to being your country. I was I was totally that, but but none of that would that's not leaving the EU doesn't change any of that. Leaving the EU doesn't change it doesn't it changes the economics. Yeah, huge. Which is what the thing is though is that the difference. This is what came to me was the differences between the two, where start off to start off the UK has a different place in history, a different national feeling than we do. We love the guns. We love the fact that somebody came over and wanted to rule us. We said, fuck you. And we love the guns. The UK's whole thing throughout history is we are everywhere. We are everywhere in your education. We're everywhere in your culture. We're everywhere, and we're going to take from you, actually. That's kind of our thing. That is, the sun never shines on the, the sun, sun never, never sets, sets on the British Empire. Empire. Sure, that's what that is, yeah. But we're looking at an organ, uh, uh, their conservative party going, you know what's wrong with England? The brown people, immigrants, and poor, older, stupid, white people. Yeah are going, yeah, and the young kind of getting a job, kind of getting a foothold, goes, I'm kind of cool with the brown people, actually. I'm kind of didn't. No, no, because three out of four people under the age of 25 voted to stay. They voted to, they voted to stay or leave, but the ones who voted to leave voted to leave not understanding what they were voted for. Well, there was that. Like, that's why I'm in the Constitution. I'm calling it a similarity to the U.S. because the stupid people similarity is dead on. There's stupid. The yes. fact that we have guns is just that we have guns, right? But, but the different we're, we're holding on to them because of our national identity. No, we, we're holding on to them because of a misunderstanding of what the Second Amendment, uh, Second Amendment is. It's a will, but it's willful. It's just a misunderstanding. It is. It's all. Everything in the U.S. is willful. It doesn't make a difference. We're, we're, like chauvinism, chauvinism is willful, right? Racism is willful, right? Like holding on to your assault rifles is willful. It's all willful. It doesn't make a difference, right? No matter how many times somebody says to you, "Do you really believe that your wife, if you have the same job, the same background, the same experience, and the same skill set, shouldn't make the same as you?" Right? Anyone who says no, she shouldn't make the same as me. She's a woman. Is willfully fucking stupid. Right? Americans, in America, we have those people. We have folks who will still say no yes. just because that person happens to be a woman. The UK is no different in that regard. No, right? So, people, yes. I, I, I think about it like a Trump preview because what the people who voted yes, the racists, let's say, let's just take the racists. Yes. 
they have been convinced, and they've been convinced not just in the last six months or a year, no. they've been convinced for the last 20 years, the last 30 years, right? right? I'm, I'm that yeah. brown people are, are bringing their country down. Yes. Right? They're, they're being convinced of this by folks who aren't explaining that the problem we actually have is something that isn't the brown people, right? Yes. You can't compete with them when they come here. They're and that's our fault. Right. They're right? coming here, they're going to Oxford. Right. You can't compete. How do we get you out of the cycle you're in so you can compete? How do we get at you so that when, if they come here to go to Oxford or Cambridge, you can fucking go to their country where they've also got some kick-ass fucking education and get a job? But that's not the point of colonialism. Colonialism not is just, point of colonialism. our country is the shit. People want to come to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. People want to come to it. I have in a problem. The US, in the U.S., what we have is a system. A situation where people believe that if Trump becomes president, all the brown people who aren't from here are going to be kicked out. We're going to add them to a database overnight. <laughs> We're going to build a wall over eleven million. Do all these fucking things. Eleven million. No, you in Britain, you're not kicking these people out overnight. In fact, Brexit might not even happen. No. Right. No. They get a do-over. Right. Because That's no right. one thought that shit would actually pass, and they didn't have a fucking plan for it. They were just whipping you up into some fucking like populist fury, populist fury. just like in the U.S. Yes. Except we don't get to vote again for president. Right. Thing is, that's what happens in the constitutional monarchy. You like, oh, I voted, but you mean it counts? Yeah. Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah. Because they're so used to doing shit and not Queen's like, I don't give a shit. Right. Or they're and actually Parliament's like. Well, Parliament's like, fuck that noise. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Hey, Bodie McBoatface. Right. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm not dealing with Bodie McBoatface. Get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> it's the same as Bodie McBoatface. Yeah, the people want it. Guess what? No. no. Nah. It's not, not gonna, gonna happen. Not gonna do it. We don't work for you. That's how they do it. Yeah. They're so used to it now. They have this referendum. This will of the people that goes. Yeah, we need to leave. And like. Do you guys know what the fuck you're doing? And, and leaving, leaving them would cost. So one of the things that I've been telling people is, congratulations, Britain. You want English to be spoken everywhere you go? Now it's going to be the number one language spoken in the fucking unemployment line. When you get down there to, in the unemployment line, everybody's going to fucking speak English. But what's, and also what's great about it is the fact that the people who push for this, who are all conservative, who are their Republicans, who are happy about it, real happy about it, all of a sudden going, we never said that every day we pay the EU $350 million Right. And we're going to bring it. We never said that. Right. And today, they wiped the website. Right. There's nothing on the website. So you can't fucking see it. You yeah. can't see it now. Right. You guys right. made these promises. No, right. we didn't. And that's some Republican playbook shit, which is great. Which is why I'm saying it's the but Trump vote. The thing is, though, is that here... There are too many minorities. There are too many in this electoral college with all these big cities, sure. the big metro cities. Yep. There are high numbers of minorities. Yes. Black and brown people and women yep. who do not like Trump for shit. Right. And who will not vote for Trump. Right. There's a risk in like, because old boy, London's mayor who looks like Trump. There's a, ri- there's a risk there that all the people, all the bigots, all the racists, all the people, all these reports coming out now, like people, you know, wearing hijabs and everything are getting jumped and all this kind of shit, like, oh, you can go back now. All that shit that's popping off right now has, there's gonna be some, those people popped up, just like here. Sure. 
those people, hey, bigotry is awesome. Like somebody just yelling, bigotry is great. And like people popped up like, word? Yeah. Yes, I'm going to go, I'm, yes, let's go hit a brown person. Here, you got those people and they're loud. And they're having KKK rallies in Sacramento and stabbing people, but no one gets arrested. <laughs> Funny how that works. You have those people, but the thing is, though, is that their voting power, their voting power is dwarfed by the fact that you have a 95 disapproval rating among Mexican-born, among Mexican-American. American. Yeah. 95 fucking percent. And guess what makes up a lot of people west of the Rockies? A lot of Mexican-Americans. Here's my issue. We also have people whose privilege is so great as Americans mm -hmm. that they can decide <laughs> that they don't like a candidate who isn't Trump, so they can just stay home they can just stay to home. not give that person the benefit of their vote. You can't underestimate the power of the American idiot because the American idiot can be picked up on a fucking school bus driven to vote damn near illegally, right? <laughs> while other people are prevented from voting that's While having Americans who can walk right down the fucking street to their polling place who simply don't like Hillary Clinton. They don't trust her. They don't like her. Look at her. She wears those pantsuits. Pantsuits. She's not attractive enough. These guys will say, and by that I mean mostly guys, will say, I'm not voting at all. Because they're, they're lucky enough that their lives won't change, won't change at all. Won't change at all. Even if Trump is president and quits the next fucking vote. Right? So to me, I consider this to be a situation where in our neighborhood, we're sitting in Rogers Park right now in Chicago, right? I know right now in this neighborhood, there are people who are keeping their mouths shut about how they feel about the number of ethnic groups that surround them every day. Now, a lot of my liberal friends and moderate friends live in this neighborhood where we are, right? And I hear from them constantly, but it's the people I don't hear from that I can see. I can see you. I know you're out there. I know who you are. <laughs> right? Because I'm sitting in bars next to you. And five drinks in, you slip up. <laughs> right? So I know you're here. Right? I hear you. I see who you cheer for. I hear you on the street. I see how quiet you get when other people around you talk. When we in bars. <laughs> right? Now, to be clear, I'm not talking about my Facebook friends and shit like that. I'm talking about cats in, in real life who don't know me. They don't know what I do. They don't know who I am, right? You well, know what I'm saying? People who are in Facebook, who are the people who are Facebook friends with people who are your friends and who are popping some shit, and you go like, oh, so-and-so replied to a comment. Oh, let's see what they're talking about. What? Wait, what? And you gotta, uh, you gotta, gotta hammer that keyboard. If they're Facebook right? friends, then I gotta hammer the, I gotta, I gotta, hammer, hammer, the gotta keyboard. hammer the keyboard. Right, right. So you guys, when gotta I'm actually out in the real world, yes. when I'm out in the real world, and there's people that I'm not connected to on Facebook, I have no social media connected to at all. It's just the dudes at the various bars and spots I go to. And sometimes you get real slices in your very like liberal, like north side neighborhood. You get oh, yeah. real slices of what people really think yeah. when you're having a couple beers watching the game. And then Richard Sherman says, you got the nerve to try to, you know, send a sorry ass receiver like Michael Crabtree up against me. And the motherfuckers start talking about, hey, Richard Sherman, what is it? Thugs like him. Man. Thugs like him. Compton stand what up. Is this Compton stand this up. This league has gone straight down the tubes. My mother's Richard Sherman. When when <laughs> they say that, they look around the bar expecting everyone to agree. Code words. Yeah. And and everybody looks at them and goes, Stanford graduate Richard Sherman. Stanford graduate Compton resident. Who 
Who graduated? Who schooled Michael Crabtree on a football play? And if this was the WWE, you'd be cheering every fucking word he said right now. You don't actually care about San Francisco. No. You're upset that that man just stood right up in Muhammad Ali you. (laughs) That's what you're mad about. You are mad that he just said to the establishment, I got your game, bro. We're going to the Super Bowl. Like, not only am I good doing what I'm paid to do, but I'm articulate. I can tell you you're wrong. And I can explain to you why you're wrong, and you hate it. Those are the guys who are Trump voters, right? Yeah. Who are Trump voters who aren't saying anything now, but they're going to vote the way they're going to vote. And they're going to do that while you don't vote at all. Because you don't like Hillary's look. You're mad at her husband for some shit. You, you, or you have a valid fucking reason. Or you have a valid reason, whatever. Like, but you're not going to vote at all. Like, okay. You know what I mean? Okay. It's that vote at all. Like, like, you know what okay. I'm saying? Like, I don't, to me... Not voting at all is voting for Trump, right? Because if Trump wins, that dude at the bar may take a shot at somebody on the street because he thinks now he ain't even got to get arrested. He's just celebrating a win for his team. The thing is, though, he's probably not. Probably not what? Going to get arrested. Yes. <laughs> that's the yes. shit we in right now. Yes. And that's where that, he that might not in fact that's where that parallel is where yes. hey, if Trump wins, for you it may not change anything. I, I've been asking myself this thing lately, which is fuck man, everybody's always talking about how we're we're a completely camera filled nation, how there's cameras everywhere, we're constantly being watched Big Brother, Big Brother. There's a camera where we're Skynet. a police state, Skynet is all around us and shit. <laughs> and then somebody goes and paints swastikas on a fucking like synagogue and nobody saw shit. Right? This thing, this always amazes me that if if I drive anywhere like like five miles over the speed limit, my license plate picture is taken. Or if I cruise down an alley and pull over and take a piss, right? It's posted on Facebook. Hey, this dude was pissing in an alley, and it, luckily on the cell phone tower, there's a camera that saw a dude pissing in an alley. But some shit's really going down out there. Nobody's got a fucking camera shot. If somebody got murdered on the red line last week, right? A murder on the red line, and we, we had pictures of that. Motherfuckers were taking photos of that shit with their phones, but I know every damn train has a camera. So what I want to know is, CTA, who's watching your camera feed? Because there's so many cameras now on CTA vehicles. Right. How is no one watching them? Well, they weren't on the t- train yet. They were on the train. No, they were on. St- no, that's on the train. Troy, on the train. That's why I don't watch the goddamn video. Yeah. Don't watch the video, Troy. I'm watching the video. On the train. And I got to believe if we're on the platform, there's cameras there, too. There's there cameras, cameras there everywhere. Too. That's the point I'm making. There's cameras everywhere until there's some shit we just don't apparently want to catch. Right? Like, that always puzzles me. Some things can easily be found on a camera and some things just can't. That shit was on the train, though. Like, handicap seats doorway yeah hot damn alright so my concern okay post okay. Po- post vote okay. post vote is the number of motherfuckers that come out of the woodwork in your community it's not like Mississippi Alabama Missouri you know I'm not so concerned that like motherfuckers in Wyoming are popping off like you know hey yeah. Indians and whatever get the fuck out of our country my concern is in your own neighborhood, well, not your neighborhood. No, no, neighborhood. Certainly not in your neighborhood. <laughs> nope. But 
It can happen in my neighborhood. It will happen in your neighborhood because in my neighborhood, your neighborhood is actually two neighborhoods away, two suburbs away from being from the the richest suburb, the richest city in the Midwest. In fact, I am in fact just two suburbs away. Yes, America. I live, and and they are going to. They're talking a lot about those brown people. Yes, so full disclosure, America. I live in technically a suburb that I consider a non-Chicago neighborhood because of its proximity to the city of Chicago and how fast you can get anywhere from where I live into Chicago to do any damn thing. And that the people who live in my neighborhood for the suburb that I do live in are effectively, half of them are city people. The other half are absolutely not city people. But I don't think of where I live as a suburb, although some people- It's a city. When you don't want to move there, it's because you don't want to move to the suburbs. But when you don't want some city bullshit, you come to my suburb. Because right. the first one there, and you can do yeah, things. yeah. So, so yeah. I, and I, I talk a good city shit because I do. I love my city, and I'm from the city. I did not intend to ever move to the suburb that I live in, but a deal came up for me and my wife <laughs> that I could not actually pass up. That's the thing. And I, I'm it 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 got a pride out of my cold dead hands now. It happened. And every so often, I, I will also say that every a couple times a year, we do have a conversation about like, should we move to a neighborhood close like somewhere near where my comic book store is because I would love to just be able to cruise by the shop just to see if there's a homeless dude sleeping in my doorway. You know? Like, you know, something. Just anything. Somebody, like, spray painting my windows or whatever the fuck. Like, I would actually be in the shop doing more random fucking work <laughs> if I could walk here on a given... I would spend yeah. less time at bars. I would just be like, I'm going to the shop to count some bullshit. I would just do that if I lived in the neighborhood of the shop. But for where my wife has to go to work... Right. If she's not driving, and for a long time we weren't car people, we were cyclists. So for a long time, for my wife to get to work, the the rigmarole for public transport for mm-hmm. her is different than for me. So that's why we don't do it. So I love where I live, but I don't live in the city of Chicago. And I know that two borders away, there's some cats voting Democrat, but talking mad shit. Because yeah. they got to vote Democrat, but they're talking mad shit. Because the brown people that they know are the brown people who cut their grass, or water their grass, and raise their kids, and wipe their kids' asses. Well, the brown kids that are the janitors who yep. work at the university they work at. Yep. In fact. Meh. Right. Thing was is that this is why I don't. This is this is how this is don't this is how I fear a Trump presidency would come about. The only way, really, a Trump presidency would come. He doesn't have the numbers. He does not. He doesn't have the numbers. He doesn't have the votes. He doesn't have electoral college. He has none of this shit. Right. All he can do is talk a lot of shit and maybe maybe pop a race war. And a whole shit. lot of motherfuckers that are going to vote for him probably aren't even eligible to vote. They're going to show up and can't actually vote. The thing is, though, is what I fear is in one of these big, in not one, in many of these big metropolitan areas where all the votes are coming from, polls are open from 130 to 215. There's going to be huge amounts of voter disenfranchisement. Florida. Yep. Oh, you Cubans and whatnot want to vote? Nope. Right. Pittsburgh, Philly, not to mention L.A., Arizona, they didn't have, they had a thing where they couldn't even, oh, Ohio, we're, we're fighting over in Ohio, and people are being very brusque about it, like, if we cannot have polling places open on weekends, because that would benefit Democrats. Because guess what? Because Democrats will vote early. Democrats they will vote early, or they can't. They they may work some couple jobs, or they can't yeah. get. They may work part time jobs that they can't get off, so they can vote. 
However, I have a full time job. It is, and it I can is vote. A national holiday. If it is, it is a national holiday. It's presidential election day. It's a national holiday. It's a holiday. Like you, you have that day off. You, you don't have to work that day. Now, I get if you work a fucking shift at Taco Bell, you got to work that day. But I'm just saying, you got to work that day. Have the day off. But those people doing that are probably. Oh, I see what you're saying. If you happen to be a guy working a shift at a a Starbucks, right? Right. Starbucks got to be open. Yeah. Okay. They're not going to let you off. Yeah. yeah. They're not going to let you off. Somebody's got to cover this shift. Somebody got to do it. Right. Starbucks can't be closed just because it's a fucking holiday. Because you voting? Starbucks is open on fucking Thanksgiving. You voting? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You get fucked? Right. Go vote and then come to work. Cappuccino, yeah. bitch. I'll give you a different day off. But, yeah. you know, but the thing opens at four. Right. People got to get the coffee. Yeah. So there's going to be huge amounts of voter disenfranchisement where a lot of votes aren't going to get counted. A lot of votes aren't going to, oh, we're, I don't know where that, what happened to that. We have bullshit with the computer systems. Like, we have, and someone made the point. says, how is the UK counting? They counted everything. Yeah. Quick. Meanwhile, we got motherfuckers. They're still counting votes in California. Weeks later. Yeah. UK? What is UK doing? The thing is, because we, because of our culture, because of you can't tell the shit, we're doing everything right, we're doing everything the best we can, and American ingenuity, da-da-da. And there are countries doing shit on the low, quiet, efficient. Yeah, we did this thing. We counted millions of votes. No right. big deal. When you're not actually trying to push people out of the voting process, counting votes is really fucking easy. But it's really easy. It's going to be real easy for politicians to go ahead and deal with, yeah, we won't have those things open. Or we know in this county there are 5,000 eligible voters. We're going to give you all 300 ballots. Right. Meh. It happens. And it so happens that that county is 70% minority. Correct. Oh, well. That's what there I feel. There are only so many ballots that's, to go around. We didn't expect this much turnout. Right. That's how a Trump presidency happens. Yeah. And that's unlike the Brexit thing. Like the Brexit thing was old people, old lower class people who didn't like the intellectuals and the academics who was like, this is a bad fucking idea. Who said, fuck you. I don't and, like Brexit. And in America, we have a culture of not liking intellectuals and well, academics either. And, and we revel in it. Yep. Revel in it. And our stupidity, yes. Make fun of the pinheads. Yep. Economists say, ha ha. What do economists know? <laughs> Man. And there you go, Brexit. You're about to find out what economists know. Think, yeah. Brexit, yeah. Think, but like you said, they, they're so kind of gobsmacked about, oh shit, this happened. They don't know what to do now. Right. So they're stuck. And the fact is, the country, you know, everybody in the EU is like, you get the fuck out. Leave. It's like some whole, like, <laughs> I don't like, you know, someone, someone says now you use the term Brexit, like, in the party sense. Like, Brexit. Like, when you say fuck you to the, to the host, but then you come back in the back and try to be let back in. Right. You don't know what the, you guys nope, didn't know. You didn't do this thing. Oh, you forgot your phone, did you? Oh. I'll see if anyone's seen it. <laughs> I'll have somebody call it. <laughs> right. Maybe it'll buzz. Maybe it's in your car. <laughs> Later with you. So it, it's, it's, I don't feel, so I, there are definitely parallels, but I do not think that, I don't think a Trump presidency happens without a lot of shit, a lot of other shit going on. And there are definitely parallels between the, like I said, the xenophobia and the nationalist fervor. All right. But I, I believe that come election day, we're going to hear reports 
of actual violence yeah. at polling places. Yes. Actual violence. Yes. In which polling places get set on fire. <laughs> okay? Like, I, I don't think that all things being equal, Trump can win. Right. right? All things being but equal. But I do but think that because in this last election cycle, we've made it, or he's made it, so that all things are not equal. There are people, you know Trump's kids didn't know they had to be registered to vote? Yeah. Many Trump followers don't know they have to be registered to vote, right? <laughs> Who are going to show up thinking it's just party time. Let's flip over a cab, right? They'll be, reveler, they'll be uh, revelers. They won't be rioters and shit. They won't be terrorists and thugs. No, no, no. Right? Those are they'll real people. They'll be like thick-bearded, uh, Confederate flag-waving, hood-wearing, torch-bearing. In Maine. Right. That, that's going to be a lot of that, right? And that's my concern. In Ohio. Is that in the, in the meantime, in Chicago, New York, L.A., Philadelphia, Cincinnati, right. Detroit... There's going to be voter registration drives, all this other bullshit. Or, or, or like Minneapolis, like like cities that have major universities, you're going to have people who totally. feel like Trump has no chance to win. Therefore, they won't bother. They won't bother. Yeah. Right? How that happens every lose. year. That happens every year. That depends on the news cycle. Right. That depends on the news cycle. Oh, like, oh, we projected Clinton win by 20 points. Ah, she doesn't need mine. Right. There are people who voted for Brexit who didn't think it would pass, and then they're shocked that they voted for it. And I believe that in won. a Trump, yes, or that it won, yes. So in a Trump situation, there are people who won't vote for some, whatever their views are about Hillary's shit, they're going to go, my views are about Hillary's shit. I'm not, I'm not really, Trump's an asshole, but I can't support her. Right. So then what are you supporting? Because you don't get a fourth, fifth, and sixth fucking option, right? So then you're choosing to not show up at all. I mean, sneak in and fucking vote. Don't tell me you did it. <laughs> but you need to make sure that for all the shenanigans that are going on in the rest of the fucking country. Yeah. Now, I will, because we have this bullshit electoral college thing, like the extra votes don't really get you extra electoral votes. Right. Right? Those votes are based on population of the state. So, yes. like, if We're everyone with a real brain areas. shows the fuck up, yeah. you only get so many fucking actual electoral votes. There is that. All right, let's move on from Brexit. <laughs> Stuff we like. Stuff we like. Go. Stuff we like. Um, I am reading Scalped, which is old as shit, but it's very awesome right now. Um, That's okay. I've been selling the fuck out of people on Massive by Brian Wood. Okay. Yeah. Scalped is it's a good story right now. It's gritty as shit. Um, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really, really digging that. Um, I'm doing the same thing I did when, I think, when someone put me on, up on Preacher. It was right after I got out of college. Right after I got out of college, I <laughs> right after I got out of college, I bought one trade. I said, I'm gonna buy one trade. I'm gonna buy one trade one week. And I'm not gonna I'm gonna read that trade and I'm not going to buy another trade to the next week. And so that worked for maybe four weeks, maybe, where I bought the first trade, and then the next week I bought two, three, and four. And the next week, I bought five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. It'd just be done with. So I'm doing that right now. I said, "No, oh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm a buy a scalp. I bought volume one, read that on the plane, went to a wedding this week, week last weekend, read that. I was like, oh, this is awesome. So I bought two and three today. So I'm gonna read that, and I suspect probably by the end of next week, I'll probably read those series. Um, really enjoying that. On the music tip. 
Um, two things. There is very recently unearthed is a live set that D'Angelo did in 98 at some Essence Music Fest in Atlanta. Great quality. It's not all bootleggy and fish and kind of Grateful Dead style. Um, Wait, it, are you you going to shit on jam bands? While, like, look, I've never heard anybody diss jam bands and praise D'Angelo no, no, at the no, same no, time. No, 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 it's the quality. I was talking about the quality of the recording. Oh, because jam bands tend to like this, they because have a whole the culture boot, of bootleg. No, because okay. the bootleg shit is like, yes, you know, yes. okay. some dudes holding up a thing and, yeah. and you got like random people like, oh, I smoked some weed. Like, you got, like, I don't hear that shit. Okay. And this, this was actually, it was taken off the board. Um, great quality. It's before he did, he, he did his second, um, he did a second uh, album um, for Voodoo. So this is all like the brown sugar shit. Um, totally just like, um, just vamping and everything. So Anthony Hamilton, who started off um, doing um, backup stuff with him. Um, not Jill Scott, Lord, I'm getting homegirl's name. It's okay, because I Angie, always confuse Angie Wine and D'Angelo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> you need help. Genuine D'Angelo? For the, my entire, yeah. For no I, goddamn reason. Because they are so fucking different. I, I, when I hear one, I think the other. I don't know wow. why. Wow. Okay, we're going to... I'm gonna, like, hey, wait, D'Angelo, that's the ride my pony guy. Then it's not. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, shit. Anyway, um, that is available... I do better for pussies. It's just not my genre. I'm sorry. Anyway, that um, it's uh, it's for free. It's on. It's for uh, free download and everything. Um, it's like 40, 50 minutes. Really, really good. And just like you vibe to it. A lot of just instruments. Roy Hargrove shows up on this thing. Nice. Um, obviously, Quest on the drums. Um, like I said, Anthony Ham- Angie Stone, Anthony Hamilton, Angie Stone, and a couple other people who went on to have kind of careers. Yeah. Um, singing background on it. Um, and it's, they're really having fun with the, with the old shit. Uh, I was really hyped when Roy Hargrove showed up. Like, oh shit, it's Roy Hargrove. Because he announces him and like Roy Hargrove does like a trumpet solo. Yeah. And if you do a trumpet solo in the middle of anything, I'm going to like, oh, this, shit, this song's the greatest shit ever. Um, great, great, great thing. How much it, fishbone have you heard? Um, you asked me about that last night. Yeah, and what was your answer? And I had... Not enough. <laughs> that is your goddamn answer. <laughs> But no, you did re- you did recommend yes, you recommended an album. Um I have to go back okay. and listen to the last thing for. But yeah, yes. the reality of my surroundings, probably. Probably. I'll, that sounds I, Vegas. I'll do made. a thing. All right. That sounds Vegas. I'll made. do a thing tomorrow. So the um so that's all love. It's for free. It's on so okplayer.com. Uh, you can download that shit, it's for free. They just want your email address, give them a fake email address, they'll sing you shit. Um very, very excited. Very like this just good riding, um, good memories. Great album, all that good shit. Um, I'm looking forward, um, and I'm currently in like mass, um, just um, vacuuming up every detail I possibly can about the impending release of Civilization VI. Um, I've <laughs> lost many an hour to five and four and three, and I plan to lose a shit ton more hours to Civ VI. That shit's going to be bomb. Um, we, I have a civilization question. Okay. Because I've never played um, any of these games. Okay. Is it like Sim Earth where you're, where you're literally building cities and nation states? Or are you playing a dude going through the game as these things get built? 
No, you are the ruler, and you say, I want to build a city right there. And you're moving the motherfucker over. And I want to move, I want to build a spearman to protect my city. And, oh, wait, I found another civilization. Hey, how about I trade you some things? Hey, there's a city-state over there. Hey, if I get in good with you, will you give me military units? Oh, you will? That's awesome. Um, hey, there are resources here, and if I do them, then if I um, harvest them or improve them, they're mine, so I can then go through the epics of humanity. Okay. Like, hey, we have iron. I can build swordsmen. Oh, this is great. Okay. Hey, I have oil. I can build submarines. Um, and so forth and so on. Gotcha. All right. Because I've never um, played any of the Civ games. Civ, all the Civ games, there's you just start off with one dude, like, I want to found the city. Okay. And that's where you start, and, like, you're saying what to build. Um, you get technologies and whatnot. They just basically just mirror human history. Okay. So, hey, I, you know, I'm trying to research the wheel. And this other person is, you know, was researching bronze work. If you make some odd, if you make choices that humans didn't make, do you become lizard people? No. Do you discover magic? No. You ever get ray guns? Mm, yes. I'm in. You get I a. I have a flying car and ray guns. You can have you can have the giant death robot. Okay. Which, when does the game come out? Which require no? I mean, you can have that was Civilization Five. Really? That was old. Oh. That was, you can get that for seven ninety five at the, on the Steam store right now. Okay. Um. But you need one X-Com. uranium resource to build. You can also get the XCOM squad, which can, which can drop squad anywhere in the world. <laughs> I see. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, I love that shit. Um, yeah. So you can do that. It's just a ton of shit. Um, it's uh, turn based. It's you figure out. It's turn based. Turn based. Yes. You versus the AI. You versus AI. You have. You can have a. You know. You can do a land party kind of shit where. Oh. Okay. You know. You like. I'm the Ethiopians and like. Every every civilization has their has a root in history. So the Americans have a special unit. They may have like a they have the B fifty two bomber. Okay. Which, if I was an other civilization, I could build one and it has so much power. But because You're it's American. the special unit, yeah. it has more. Yeah. Um, you get you know horse cavalry. You get war elephants if you're India. You know you get all these. In the specific things to your civilization, and each civilization also has a benefit as to something they're really good at. Okay. So, like, you know, the Greeks build wonders because you, we half the stuff is building the sure. pyramids and the oracle and the Statue of Liberty and all this other kind of random shit. So they build things in like twenty five percent faster. Yeah. You know, um, Polynesians have a thing where so you just they determine can, where you start. No, you get kind of plumped down. Oh, I got you. Okay. You get kind of plumped down somewhere, and like you can move around and try. Like, I don't want to find a city here. I want to find a city. So on your the coast. nomadic people start moving, and then you sell somewhere. You can sell somewhere. Okay. Then there are also barbarians, yeah. whose whole point is just to kind of fuck your things up. Sure. Um, and they kind of exist just at, as cannon fodder once you get further on. But otherwise, you're you know you're getting resources. You're competing for resources. Um, you can also build cultural things, museums, and other things that okay. if other civilizations, they're trading with you, you have open borders, they can come and go as they please, then you can possibly win the game culturally. Okay. Where There's a winning the game? Yes. You can win the game culturally. You can win the game culturally. You can win the game military, militaristic, which you just take other people's capitals. Yeah. You don't have to wipe everything out. You can just take the capitals. 
Um, you can win the space race, where you research technologies faster than everybody else, and you build a space. You build a space station, actually, yeah. and then you launch the Alpha Centauri. Sure. Um, that's a different game when you get the Alpha Centauri. No, no, that's There's just no a, game for being an Alpha Centauri. No, no, no. it's just you're launching people to it. I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> and there is a cultural thing. There's also there's a religious thing. There's a religious component. You can't win it religious yet. Because you can't win it religion. Yeah, but not Period. Yet. Well, in five, but in six, you the can, whole point you of religion is everybody loses. Y'all gonna die. What? <laughs> anyway, uh, right now, Civ <laughs> Six Club released in October. Um, they're releasing like little videos and like this is what we're doing. This is what we're thinking about trying to do. And I'm just sucking this stuff like a fucking vacuum because that shit's gonna be bomb. And I will probably not be available for anything for another like for like a week after it's been released. Um, that's I'm really <laughs> woo. I am really really excited about that shit, and um, I'm looking forward. So to when that. Did, when does Civ Six come out? Civ Six is in October 21st. Okay, I, I think plat what platform all platforms it's, and, and it's also just, PC game. Yeah, it's just a P, it's a PC game. It's a PC game. Got PC it. game, PC and Mac. Okay. So yeah, so get that show. It's on pre pre order on Steam right now. Um, now sell yet? Uh, it's just gonna be the bomb. That's all I got. Like the stuff I'm seeing. If you've played the games before, it's a great kind of evolution because some stuff they've changed, some stuff they yeah. kicked out. If you're new to the whole thing, it makes sense. Before I you can build me a new computer by October 15th is what you're telling me. Yeah. Okay. This, this is fine. Okay. All right. I can do this. Actually, I want to play this game. Get yourself Civ 5. Civ 5 is mad cheap right now. And just kind of get into it and like, understand like what to do. I need a new computer so I can play the Skyrim Remastered on a PC. But wait, didn't you have, you had that on the console? I have Skyrim, Skyrim, not remastered. I just have regular Skyrim for my Xbox, right. plain old Xbox 360. Uh, yeah, that's not like okay. That I, I, but I bought that back in January. Haven't never played Skyrim, and I'm still playing. I played last night. I was gonna play this morning, but I, I, I'm doing like a mid-year inventory at the shop, so I came in earlier than this podcast to do the start the inventory. And if I hadn't done that, I'd been playing Skyrim. Before I came here, because I love Skyrim, I'm I'm inventing things to do in Skyrim to keep playing Skyrim. I explored underwater the other day with a dragon priest mask that I could breathe underwater with because I assumed if they give you a mask to let you breathe underwater, there must be something under I need. I went looking for it. So did you just find nothing? No, I found a ship that was wrecked and it had a chest, and I took shit out of the chest, and I found. Was it worth it? I mean, it shouldn't have. Since, okay, here's my friend Sarah. What my friend Sarah hit me to a couple months back about the Skyrim economy is, I am it. Right. Right? Like, I didn't realize the AI in Skyrim wouldn't replenish money as if other people in Skyrim were buying and selling things. I'm the only one buying and selling the things. Right. So, for a while, I was just squirreling away all the shit that I had because I had stuff, but I would go to a guy to sell it. And he didn't have anything, so it'd be like, what the shit? How does he have no money? Like, I, oh, wait, he has no money because I keep selling him shit, but I'm not buying anything. So now that I am improving my armor and weapons and shit, right. I am actually buying things from people to keep the economy going. So occasionally, I am, I am participating in the local economies. 
<laughs> I'm buying houses in different regions now so I can interact with different people in these regions to keep the local economy stable. I'm the great equalizer now. You've been in all the area codes. Sarah's totally been like my, my Skyrim like like guide. Because a lot about this game I just didn't know. I was just whacking shit with a sword. You know? Yeah. There are things about this game. This is this is I don't think I've had as much fun playing a video game. Since I played God of War 2. That was the most fun I ever had playing a video game, right? I that finished was a long that game. Time ago. I finished that game. I don't play video games. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a tabletop RPG guy, right? Like I've always that's how I game. Yeah. You know? With video games, I just I play them, I start, and if something ain't quite right, or if I get trapped in some weird ass puzzle where I feel like, you know, I'm just being sandboxed the fuck out of, I just don't care. Like I don't want to be trapped in an area. I played the hell out of WoW. Like, I love WoW. You remember, I yes. clowned you because you only play WoW in the winter. Yes. That was some weird-ass shit I'd never heard before. Oh, yeah. Because you got to be getting your summers on. I got to get you summertime it's, shot. It's hot in Chicago. It's great. I want to play more WoW no. in air conditioning. I want to be, I, I, I don't want to be inside when it's cold because fuck outside. Yes. So, fuck that. So, around around September, I would start my shit up, yeah. my six-month little thing, and, you know, take my little, you know, fucking... Torn Hunter, yeah, and like pew pew, and be like, cool. I'm up, get my dragon, right. deuces out, right. But none summit, no, no, no. So, but this year, that's what Civ Six is going to be. Right, it's going instead of my that's my winter game. It might be my summer game. I don't know. We might, just don't know. We might get to that point. So without WoW, and my, my WoW thing, Legion of Fan, is that I played WoW on the shop computer when the shop would be closed or whatever. I come in early to play. But then the shop got actually kind of busy. We were doing pretty good for a while there. So I didn't play WoW at all, and I just kind of let it go, you know? I just let it fall by the wayside and didn't do that many video games on the home console. Right, right. And then suddenly, like, I don't know what the hell. I was, I was, we installed a flat screen at the old shop with a Blu-ray player that was internet capable. Yeah. And I started watching playthroughs just to have some content on the screen. Mm -hmm. And I started putting playthroughs up of games people were talking about. And I remember people talking about Skyrim, and I happened to see it, and he suggested you might like to watch this thing. Yeah. And I was watching a playthrough, and I was like, that dude just shot somebody with a lightning bolt, then a fireball, then he hit them with a sword. What game is that? <laughs> then he robbed them. And I was like, whoa, what in the hell? What am I watching right now? And that turned out to be Skyrim, and the graphics were so good. The backgrounds were good enough that I could have, if Skyrim were done as just a riverboat tour, I'd want to buy that game, you know what I mean? And then I, I bought it back in January, and I've been playing it continuously ever since. And I feel like I really do want to play this remastered version. But when I when I heard of the mods for the PC, yeah. were so much more interesting than what you yeah, get on, the, on the, the, the the game for the PC, Xbox. PC gaming is because of the mods. Which is what my mod, totally my extends. WoW experience was like, right? Yeah, totally. So I want life. that. I want that thing that kind of says, man, I don't have. I'm not such a gamer for video games that I need to spend, you know, 10 hours a day or 20 hours a week playing them. And I'm not really keeping up too much on, like, what the newest, hottest games the are yeah. to keep doing that. Because I, I, I just can't do that. But I do know when I find a game that is the tits, like, I don't want to let that shit go. I want to squeeze every bit of life out of it because a game got my attention. Yeah. Right? When you can make a game that gets my attention... I will give you all the possible respect. I might throw money at it, you know? Like, I am this close to now doing a DLC for Skyrim because I haven't done that yet, you know? 
I gotta pick a vampire faction apparently coming up soon. <laughs> I was mad at Skyrim because they told me I had to be a werewolf. When the first guy, somebody says, hey man, you get to be a werewolf. I was like, what the fuck? I didn't play this to become a werewolf. I, I would have made a guy who wanted to be a werewolf. I have dreams for this dude I'm playing. You can't, he just got a wife. He can't get a werewolf now. I, why is it gonna be a werewolf? I just got married. <laughs> no, that's not how this goes. Right. The fuck? Skyrim? <laughs> I'm not ready for that. I right. was, I'll like, start another character if I want to do I that. I will start another character, which I'm pissed that your characters, your, 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 your saves are all linear. They're not broken out by character. Oh, that's shitty. And what the hell is that all about? Like, I want to know I'm playing the guy I want to play. I don't want to be like, not, if I, so I created another character who could become a vampire. Right. Of course. I, I started one of those. So, but now I've been playing my main guy for so long. I gotta scroll back 20 levels worth to find that character. That's dumb. Why can't I just choose that character? If this were a wrestling game, I could choose my luchador, or I could choose my Joshi chick character, or I could choose my powerhouse, like muscle bound hillbilly trucker character. You know? And be done. Even wrestling games got that right. What is this bullshit where it's all just one save and you just save on top of saves and you gotta make new saves, but you're not separating the characters out? No. New games like this need to fix that. Bethesda. I'm looking at you, lazy motherfuckers. Shit that I'm into, All right. that is not Skyrim, because I was in that back in January, huh. and it might come up as much as Dream Theater came up in my, my other podcast, yeah. maybe even this podcast. I have rediscovered the band King's X. Who I know. I've okay. Actually, I've actually heard of I, I saw King's X last week at Reggie's. They played Reggie's last week, which is one of the best shows I've been to ever. Ever? Right? Ever. Ever. One of the best top okay. five shows. Oh. Ever. Oh. And now, seeing Kings of Chicago is kind of special because uh, Doug Pennick, their bass player and lead singer, his, his family is from here. Okay. Right? So, like, while well, he doesn't not, live here. Not Chicago land. Oh. From here. Oh. I'm going to say. Oh. I mean, it ain't like before the show he was at 47th and King Drive. I know that ain't true, but he wasn't in Schaumburg either, okay. right? I know where he was, okay. right? And it's close enough. Close I'm gonna say, Chicago for for for, for Southside Chicagoans, you'd be okay with this, okay? Right? Okay. But but so when he comes to Chicago, it is. I was at a, a show at the Vic, the Kings X play like ten years ago, and his mom and his relatives were at the Vic in in the, in the balcony, right? And they were losing their minds. Right, and it's really cool when Big Mama is in the fucking stands, just yeah. killing it. Right, when you're when 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 there's a brother on stage just doing like some soul metal gospel shit. Right, and Big Mama's just in it. Right, like that's some cool shit. That's, that's cool why shit. I love this band because their fans understand they're getting funk, they're getting soul, they're getting rock, they're getting metal. Right, they're getting a little bit. They're getting that Beatles three part harmony thing. Right, they're getting all these things in one band that just has three dudes in it, right? With a stripped down, they're not playing with orchestras and shit. It's just a three-piece power trio, you know what I mean? But they're so good. And I hadn't seen them in a while, and I saw they were coming to Reggie's, which meant it wasn't gonna cost me 85 bucks a ticket. True. You know? And I can get there with one red line ride. But you know, Reggie's has a problem with, yeah. What Troy's trying to say is, Reggie has a problem with the brothers sometimes because some bullshit doesn't happen down at Reggie's. But I have been to Reggie's several times. But it hasn't happened to you. Just, it has not happened to me. Okay. And it hasn't happened 
where I've witnessed it happening with other people, though I do understand how it could happen in a situation that we're, talk, that we're not talking about. Okay. Right? I can see that as well. Okay. But Down the fact, but the point, you went to Reggie. Yeah. As you. As me. And, and you no, know me. Yeah. And, and nobody dicked around and did it. Right. But it also helped, most likely, that the band wasn't just your regular white dudes just kind of doing the thing. I'll go to a, I'll go to like a death metal show at Reggie's and see what happens. Because I would do that as well. Okay. Right? You, you do because, that. Because death metal is my shit too. Now, a thing was, a funny thing, I would tell you a funny story about when I was just at security, the check-in, right? So I'm, I'm doing the check-in thing, got my ID out and shit, you know, about to walk in. And there's, there's music playing over the PA. The sound man's playing some music, right? Okay. Sound man's playing some shit. And, and there's two guys at security, a black dude and a white dude. Uh, big black dude, definitely being security. Little white dude with tattoos being the, the, the ID checker. Big black dude turns to little white dude and says, man, I'll buy you dinner if you can tell me who's playing right now. Right? Okay. Right. And, and I'm going to tell you that the word funk was in the song. All right? The word funk was in the song. And it was, you could hear it, it was, we want the funk. Gotta have that funk, right? Oh god. And and I looked, now I haven't I'm about to hand my man at my ID. I look right at a little white dude, and he goes, Grand Funk Railroad. <laughs> and, and, and I turned a little white dude and I said, You also don't look you miss many meals, little man. <laughs> you won't miss this one. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it was because, Jesus. it was because, right? Like, come on now. How do you not know? Like, you can't, you work at a live music spot. You can learn more about music on your way to work just before you walk through the door. And the fact there's a, there's a fucking, there's a CD store on the second floor. Yeah. You can go cop something. Every day. Every day you can acquire new cool music. Talk to, talk to the manager. Like, let me just hold that and let me right. return tomorrow. Right. Just right. wrap this cellophane did, back up. And, the bouncer was grooving out to whatever the fuck you played last night. What did you play? I'm tired of looking like an idiot in front of this guy. Right? So I was a little like, oh, shit. The youth are slipping. Right? Is what I was thinking. You know what I mean? But me coming in, nobody was like, don't you be nodding your head too much. Don't start shaking that them hips of yours, black man. You know, that didn't happen. Well, but like, but I, but for what we're, what we're alluding to... <laughs> I'm gonna go to Reggie's and see, like you know, Death Haven or somebody. You know, I'm, I'm gonna see somebody that's so straight up head banging, head whipping fucking music. And if I start head whipping in Reggie's, motherfuckers gonna lose an eye, right? And, and then, let's see. But I've been to Reggie's yeah. for metal shows okay. and had zero problem whatsoever. Okay. So yeah. we're trying to figure out. We're trying to figure out if because part of the thing about the incident we're talking about is there's some potential. There's some racist bullshit. That happened at the Reggie's rooftop deck situation. Right. That could be just bad service and racism, or it could just be racism, or it could just be shit service, which is shit service and served up with racism. Wow. But like, but like Jeff, like like a man Jeff alluded to, sometimes you don't know. Right. Because bad service is bad service. Yeah. Whether you know whoever the the the, the, the whoever the the server is, but. Sometimes you just don't know. Right. 
And then you start thinking, like, could that be the, the reason? Question, the question becomes, not even a question, the issue that we, as, as black people, sometimes are now faced with in the last 10 years or so, is we're getting real fucking tired of wondering, right? <laughs> but some people are letting you know real quick, real I mean, overtly. Some, but some people aren't letting you know, right? If somebody says to me, you can't come in here because your pants are too baggy, you got to pull your fucking pants up, I don't like your dreadlocks, I can't let you into my bar, they're letting me know. I don't have to fucking question it, right? But I've been in places where I've had experiences that were less than fucking stellar, and I got to be like, what the fuck? I'm tired of the what the fuck. I want you to say to me, you never want my, you don't want my green black money anymore, right? I, I'd be, right. man, you, you'd be wrong and stupid, right? But you can say that, and right. I'll walk away. But see, that, but that's there, that's there. That's daring somebody to say something. I dare you to say something. No, 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 no. I'm not even talking about, I'm not no, saying, no, no, I'm not no, saying no, I'm, I'm, I dare you to be a racist. I don't, I'm saying, no, I, don't, I don't mean that. I okay. meant it's more of a, it's a dare to them to, it's a dare to them to overtly do something as right. opposed to, I don't know, you know, I don't, this guy just came in and just started yelling about racism. I don't know why. Right. When they know, oh, that's these black people don't tip, so I'm not sometimes, gonna bother. Them. And sometimes motherfuckers they they would look at brothers and they would decide I'm not gonna get tipped, or I don't know what's going on right here. I gotta enforce the dress code. I just I gotta. I, I was at a place where the capacity wasn't full, but you could see where if if the night went a certain way, they didn't want too many motherfuckers in sweatpants and gym shoes feeling like they can come in here and just kick it. Right, like you, I've been in places where you could see the staff trying to make that decision. Yeah, socially, you know when that decision needs to be made. <laughs> Culturally, you know that they chose you as the safe one. You know and, what I mean? Right. And what does that mean? What does that fucking mean? Right? Why are we even there? You know, there's a spot. Uh, there's there's a restaurant that I'm not gonna name. There's a restaurant and bar on the north side of Chicago. Right, that I've been in after a gym workout, um, that I believe to be negotiating or trucking in the worst kind of we're not racist politics. And that the only brothers they're attracting are the kind of brothers you don't want to give alcohol to after midnight. Fucking gremlins. Gremlins, okay. The gremlins are out there, right? Don't grin them, grim you can't get them gremlins, no damn Hennessy after midnight, right? Because bullshit's just waiting to jump off. And stop asking, how'd that bullshit jump off when you done gave the gremlins that fucking drink, right? You know they're out there, and we know how that shit always goes. So the only way these guys are making money right now is on the gremlins. Because when they're trying to make money on not the gremlins, not the gremlins have too many options to go in a place that's fallen so far in standards okay. as to be attracting the gremlins. It's a catch-22, okay. right? If okay. you want to make money, you need the gremlins in here. To get the gremlins in, you got to be open late and take some risks and hope no one dies, right? But when somebody gets hurt or the police are called, man, that shit's out on DNA Info. It's on every block. Your non-gremlins ain't coming. They ain't, they ain't going to come to brunch when they see some shit jumped off four hours ago. <laughs> Your brunch shit's ruined, right? You know what I mean? And I was in there, and I witnessed a few things. After I went in there with a couple friends at the gym. And I'm like, yo, man, I just, I just wild out in the gym and shit. I want to ruin my workout with some whiskey. Thank you. Help me out here. And I realized that your staff is poorly trained. And there was somebody, I've talked to some friends about this, so they don't know where I'm talking about. 
there was a, a point in which somebody was real familiar with the establishment, but they're sitting on my side of the bar. But they were talking to other patrons as if they worked at the bar. <laughs> but if you're working at the bar, why are you drinking a pint of Fireball? By that I mean, you're drinking Fireball out of a pint glass, right? It's not full of Fireball, but it was measured in a pint glass and poured into a pint glass, and it ain't a shot. But you're on my side of the bar. So I couldn't tell if this person was, this person had, for occupations, one or two choices in my head. She was either an employee of the restaurant off shift and drinking, or a hooker. I couldn't tell, my wife couldn't tell, my other two friends couldn't tell. And I know what hookers look like, because hookers wear hooker uniforms, and they're very good at the hooker job. Hookers make their money by leaving no doubt, uh, right? Hooker. But this spot exists, hooker, yeah. right? Word, okay. Right, this spot exists, and right now, very liberal friends of mine, because this spot ended up on Facebook and like a, there was a thing about a policy they had, and my very liberal, well-meaning friends who are always on the lookout for racism and who are not black, we're like, I think this spot's racist. And I was like, wait, <laughs> they may not be racist. They might be badly policing their situation, but they're not being racist. But sometimes as liberal white folks who are upwardly mobile and you got free time, you got no kids, right? Like you out at night, you're used to shit being like it is a half acre brewery or, 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 or beguile or like some of these places that you revolution where you can just roll into a brewery and have a beer and everything's ever cool and at some point somebody breaks out some board games and shit right like and we can watch Star, we show Star Wars who the fuck knows what can happen tonight it's great in some bars That's that pool game. table might become a fucking strip pole right there was a spot like that in the suburb I live in that's no longer there. We know people got murdered in. Where the one, the first night I ever went in there, they covered the, at nine o'clock, they covered the pool tables with wood. They turned the pool tables into dance tables. So the strippers could dance on them. And the underage patrons of that bar who were drinking went ape shit. And I turned to people that I gone there with and said, I'm sorry, we need to leave. Luckily, I can walk home. But we should get out of here now. And that was two months before somebody got shot and killed in that bar. And you know that bar because you went to college near that bar. I did. Yep. That I did. This spot is aspiring to be that spot someday. <laughs> when it grows up, it wants to be. So, King's X. Okay. <laughs> I've just rediscovered King's Woo! X. <laughs> Bring it back, Selector. Bring it back. <laughs> because I went to this King's X show. Okay. They've got like, I don't know, they got a... 15 albums, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they played some new stuff, but they played a lot of old stuff, and the old stuff was phenomenal. Tapehead Back. And I'm, Tapehead is like one of their albums. I didn't like Tapehead all that much, but they played a lot of things pre-Tapehead. They opened with a Tapehead song, and as far as tight-ass bands go, they're super fucking tight. Okay. Heavy bass lines, like solid fucking drums. The drummer's not playing a 12-piece drum set, right? He's playing a standard fucking, like, a four-piece, five-piece set, and just hitting drums like they owe him money, right? And that the guitar player has this, this very special like process guitar sound where he's able to just give you like Hendrix-like licks that kind of still sound like they could be played by like the Beatles, like classic rock kind of shit, a lot of fucking soul. And at times when they, when they start singing together, you're in church. It's some beautiful ass shit. Had a great time at this King's X show. Top five. There's a band called The Fine Constant. 
that are I thought were local, but I think the the main mover in this band is a a, a, a lady guitar player named uh, I think Sarah. I think her name is Sarah uh, Longen or something like that. I, I, I've just discovered this band recently, so I might get her name wrong. But you can look up the Fine Constant on YouTube. They're an instrumental three, sometimes four piece band um, that plays very technical, progressive instrumental metal, right? She plays like what I what I could swear is an eight string guitar, right? Guitars typically have six strings, basses typically have four. Right. She plays what I believe is an eight string guitar. Um, she has a lot of like hammer on and tapping technique for you technical guitar players out there, which is to say she's using both hands on the neck of the guitar and not playing a lot near the pickups, which are those big metal blocky things on the body of the guitar, Yeah, right? This, this involves having intimate knowledge of where the notes are on the fretboard. So she can hit them shits that she wants when she needs them. It is kind of, if, if you're fans of bands like Animals as Leaders or Periphery, it's a sound similar to that, right? But a lot more atmospheric. And it's just really gorgeous technical instrumental metal, you know? In fact, I went to band camp and gave them actual money. And when I'm giving you actual money, I believe in the product in this day and age where we have the option to not give actual money. Right. Bandcamp lets you give whatever the hell you want to give. Right, right, right. right? I give over the suggested amount on Bandcamp. Because I, I would rather do it through Bandcamp than do it through iTunes or Amazon. Music, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So I, I have a number in my head, right? In fact, I discovered the fine kinds. This is how I found out about King's X at Reggie's. The fine kinds that had played Reggie's two or three days before I discovered the band. Because I absolutely would have been there that night for what I heard, right. right? And that's how I discovered King's X was even coming up, was being like, if I dismiss the fine constant, how, what the fuck else is happening at Reggie's? I didn't even know what the hell was happening, okay. right? So <laughs> yeah, the fine constant, that's a thing. And in comics, uh, DC is doing a thing where they are using their ownership of the properties of War the Warner Brothers cartoon shows okay. and doing modernized versions of those comics. Oh yeah, all right. So Future Quest, uh, is the Johnny Quest, Space Ghost, Herculoids, Mitor, like like Galaxy Trio, uh, comic the Impossibles comic book, Birdman, but done seriously. <laughs> and that first issue was the coolest fucking comic I read in, in, the, in the month of May slash June, right? Like it was just cool, like fun, awesome comic book, like old school, like what comics were like when I read comics as a kid in the 80s. When I was in high school, I wanted to read a comic that made me want the next issue. I wanted the next issue of Future Quest the next day, right? And for all the all that stuff that we say about how great like Black Panther was, that's why it worked. Like you wanted that next issue yeah. immediately right. because the promise of what this could bring you, Future Quest by DC Comics, it was the same feeling for me. Like I remember being a kid and, and not needing the continuity of Space Ghost, it would be nice to have it. Yeah. But the, those characters were so cool as just pure, like, high concept superhero fun that I was okay with enough that I wanted more of it. In fact, I wanted more of it the very next day. And I started watching Netflix's Voltron Galactic yes. Universal Defender something something yes. show, whatever that is. Yes. Right? I am through episode seven of this first season. And I thought I really liked it. Like, you know? I think I had a realization about Voltron. Like, I had a realization about G.I. Joe. You were once kids. Well, yes. Okay. I was, I was once a children. Yes. We were once the future. I was once the children. Thing is, is that 
I realized watching the new Voltron. All my thing was as a kid, it was Mask, G.I. Joe, yep. all this stuff or something, Transformers, where something happened. Yep. I spent 20 minutes waiting for just them to form fucking Voltron. Yes. That was it. Like, if you could just give me a loop or like, yo, let's do this thing. Ah! The Voltron <laughs> transformation was I'm great. done. And I figured out 20 minutes of my life is waiting for this to happen. Like, you give me a reason, and I figured, do I really need that reason? I don't think I need that reason. I need no goddamn reason. So, really, I watched the first episode of Finding the Lions. It's like, ooh, okay, this is kind of, you know, you got the style, the style's yep. the same. You said, okay, cool. I'm just waiting for fucking Voltron to form. Still. And I'm good. And I'm good. I watched the first I'll episode and went, better. I was like, I don't think I really give a shit. I didn't give a shit. I started the first episode. It took me a month to even finish the first episode. I just never went back. It took me a couple it. days. I, did, I didn't go back. It took I, me recently, I had time because I had a, a recent bout of insomnia where I went to bed at 11 o'clock. I woke up at 1 or 2 o'clock, and I was awake the entire night but laying in bed. I attempted to do everything I could to go back to sleep. Right? Like, I, I read comics in bed. I turned over this way. turned over that way. Put the covers on. Threw the covers off. Got closer to the fan. Got further from the fan. At one point, my face, part of my face was on the windowsill where it would be cooler, trying to fall asleep, and I could not. That's when I decided to try to watch the more Brute Voltron. That, that, that was Saturday night and a Sunday morning. Last night was the first night in basically two days I got any sleep at all. But that thing about the transformation and us growing up, I have always been a fan of superhero-type properties with multiple characters. Yeah. I, the day I discovered the Voltron up the ante and really understood me was when they weren't doing the lions, they were doing the, the cars. Oh. They had 25 cars, bro. I remember in my notebook at school jotting down every car and every driver and that <laughs> transformation, they had hip bone connected to the leg bone. It was great. I remember that, but I, I want that redone. I don't know if I ever want to yes. do that shit again. But I just want that. Like, they're talking about bringing masks back. They're talking about yes. bringing, like, all. Like, I have great memories of these things. You don't have great memories of masks. I, fuck. You have memories of masks, they're not great. Nope. When was the last time you watched masks? Oh my god. Man, thanks to Robot Chicken. Oh. And the fact that I owned four mass vehicles. Okay. As a kid. That I makes sense as a kid. I yeah. love Because the man, you have. I love it as a kid. I love it as a kid. I've been, I, I watched no it recently. Idea. I have no idea. I'm good. It's not, it doesn't hold up. Right. It doesn't hold up, but the, let's do the whole, it's oh, so shit. Like, oh, my God. I love They're this so shit. They're so polite. Yeah, they are. But the fact that, basically, I waited 20 minutes for y'all to hop in the car. And for the shit to go, and like, for the helmet to come down. Like, oh, that, But that was 80s cartoons. You were waiting for that. that in the Thundercats, you're waiting, you waited 20 minutes for him to do Thunder, 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 Thunder. Thunder, Thunder, Thunder. Yeah. You know, Panther got to do his thing. We kept hoping Snarf died. Snarf never did. <laughs> That's what Thundercats was about. Oh, you silly kids. You, you watch He-Man just to see if Orko would go away. Hey, God damn it, Orko. Don't you get slight? <laughs> I don't care about the little message at the end, Orko. Stop, stop breaking the fourth wall. I don't want to talk to you. Like, I'm yelling at Orko talking That's to me. That's why I hate Deadpool. Oh, f Orko? Orko. Yeah. That's oh, goes, my fuck God. Stop talking to me. The super friends talk to me at the end of episodes. I don't want you talking to me. I know I can spell these words, Super Friends. Thank I you. I get that. Keep it moving. But Don't break the fourth wall. 
Bugs Bunny broke the fourth wall. You're not funnier than him. Orko? Orko ruined it. Orko. Fuck that dude. Well, fuck Orko, yes. But we're equating Deadpool with Orko. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay. That's another thing, because <laughs> your hatred of whimsy is bullshit. I hate it hard. Whimsy. I just crotch chopped whimsy. Whimsy. <laughs> Troy speechless. <sighs> anyway, yeah, mask. Um, I waited. Tw- I was waiting twenty minutes. Like I can't do that anymore. I can't. I'm a grown ass man. I'm not waiting twenty minutes for me to get to the point of this fucking thing. Like, and the thing is, is, it's like it was like Pacific Rim. No, no, it was Pacific Rim. They didn't transform in Pacific Rim. Right. They no, should have. This was the thing. Oh, it would have been better if oh they did. God, it would have saved the dialogue. But yeah, thing is, I figured out it's like it's like Pacific Rim. And this how I'm equate all this shit. Pacific Rim, animal specials, Transformers, Voltron. I don't care about people. <laughs> I don't. I don't care about, oh, you know, you got, okay, we got some Jaeger pilot kind of background. Okay, cool. Jump in that motherfucker and hit a monster in the fucking face. That's what I want to get to. Yes. I don't want, oh, you know, you don't like your father. Oh, you know, your mama did that. I don't care. I don't care. Oh, hey, uh, transfer, hey, Optimus, uh, some shit's going down and Decepticons are behind it. And, you know, we're dicking around, dicking around until Optimus says, roll out. Just get to the roll out. Look, human, I don't give a shit. I don't care. Just give me the shit I want, which is either somebody bad getting punched, a big transformation scene where you got this, you know, it's like the, it, it's like the a cartoon equivalent of a B-boy stance. It was like Voltron did the thing and like he paused like, and like yeah. the sun, fl- the solar flare popped up. J.J. Abrams, lens flare. Like, like uh, yes, that's what I'm here for. And I looked at my clock like, I just wasted 22 minutes of my life to, yes. for basically a 40 second payoff. Right. I love the payoff. Do not get me wrong. And then we proceed to book, you know, beat somebody's ass. I'm like, oh, space alien. We just chopped him up and did the thing. And like, you know, the lion roared at him and like, whatever. Cool. But I don't care about people. I don't care about your backstory. I don't care about, oh, well, the blue lion dude kind of likes the yellow lion chick. But I, no, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about your romance. I don't care about your little, you know, little thing. No. Get in the fucking thing. Transform. Give me my, you know, give me the triumphant music. Punch a motherfucker in the face. We're done. We're done. I don't want to see people. Like in fucking animal specials, like with somebody. You're narrating? Cool. But I don't want you sitting in the boat, like, looking. Like, you look at the same shit I'm looking at. These ducks are like, and the ducks are like, who the fuck is this guy? Hate it. Hate it. <laughs> okay. Too many goddamn people. Too many people in bullshit anime shows meant for kids. Yo. <laughs> Wait, just give me the transformation and the ass whooping. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Wrestling matches is how we're going to end. Wrestling matches should be the wrestler walks in, does his finishing move, and goes home. <laughs> Troy Hunter booked that shit. No, it's too many people still. <laughs> it's still too many people. Involved. Too many people. Right. Too many people. You know, you get you know, everybody got it. You gotta have your entrance music. I get that. Yep. You know, I was at the White Sox game and somebody had um all right. Yep. I'm like, you know, cool, let's do the thing. Found out that um 
uh, Abreu's music was done by a Cuban band that's been together since the 1940s. Yes, because um, of Cuban, yeah. Um, excellent shit. Like, okay, cool. Everybody got, you know, every superhero needs his, needs his, needs his music. Yep. Okay, cool. You whoop a little ass, and you leave. Yep. You know, you hit the home run, you strike out, you get, get off the double, yeah. you're done. Yeah. You're done. However, in baseball, someone can get a base hit and they're still on base. I know. I was, wasn't equating the two. Oh, all right. I didn't know if you, okay, because you mentioned baseball. No, I just. So you're a hockey guy. I didn't I'll, know if you knew how baseball worked. Like, they, they might need to keep dumb. playing. I'm just saying. I got lanes. <laughs> okay. I may not go far in these lanes. You want to bring? I can be come up in with those his lanes. music, have his band play, and get a home run, and just get the fuck off the diamond. No, it was just it was he had a lot of trumpet in it. That's why I was. Oh, I was right. the fuck out of that shit. Like, okay. ooh, who is Trump? Trump was hot. All right, at sixty-four forty-three North Sheridan Road, Third Coast Comics. I am your boy Doc Midnight. I, I'm gonna enjoy the hell out of summer air conditioning. While Troy is doing whatever gonna, the hell it is. I'm going to be outside eating the Slurpee. That's what's up. This Yo. is your boy Dread October. <laughs> and your boy Eel Gates Yo. signing off. Peace. We'll check y'all later on.